welcome to episode 159 of Cowboy Shit. My name is Ted Stoven. He is Dustin Edwards. And uh, we're, I guess it's a, in a little bit of an international uh, show this week, Dustin. We, uh, I'm in uh, just outside of Phoenix right now. You are in downtown Calgary. And NFR is going on. The Flames are playing Colorado tonight. It's Monday. Monday night football just wrapped up. Uh, I'm in Gators uh, Family Fantasy Football League, and I did not make the playoffs. I lost my <laughs> match today, but uh, I think I made the playoffs in two out of four. So I'll take that. Not bad. You're batting 50%. That's it's, good. Yeah. A lot as good of a season this year, but that's okay. Uh, well, but, and the, his family's serious players. so They're serious? So I did not bad to get seventh on the season so far? Just take yeah, that. Missed it by one. Football. I don't know if yeah. I can hang with the with the Petrucci family football league. It's uh, actually the funny thing is is uh, I think Kaylee, it's her first year in it. She's like first by like a mile. Like she's just kicking kicking everybody's ass. It's awesome. Glorious. Uh, but Dustin, we uh, so like I said, NFR is on. Uh, I'm down here. We we drove down here earlier in the week. I guess I guess a week ago today we took off, but. Took a couple days, like a day and a half to get down there. I guess we got to Vegas on Tuesday afternoon, did a few things, hung out with Corb, actually had a really fun time with Corb at his show on Thursday. Corbin Mel, uh, what else did we get up to? We were supposed to go to the rodeo, but oh man, I forgot all about this. So uh, Wednesday morning, we're standing at the Virgin, which is the old hard rock, just uh, like just off off the strip. And I went to school at UNLV in 2010 in the fall i believe i went down there and then yeah then only was one year and finished uh in the spring of 11 but storm had never really been on the campus and um we have the dogs with us because we drove down here and we're doing the phoenix tour and gonna fly back before christmas but i i was like oh we'll go walk on campus like at unlv because it's probably like from what i remember it's a nice spot there's real grass over there like it's not busy like the strip it'll be pretty clean like pretty nice spot and we go head over there and pick up my pick up our credentials too, right? Because they're all right, right off the like the Cox Pavilion between the Thomas and Mac and and the like in the school. But we're walking around the school and uh, you know it's a beautiful day. It's like twenty Celsius and cruising around and go by the stock pens where all the animals are uh, are housed and everything. And uh, we're just walking around the campus and you know I, I recognize some of the building names and I was like ah, I didn't really remember a lot of. The buildings I went to class in, but I remember I was like, oh, I definitely went to that Panda Express, and this was the bookstore, and you know, like I, have you ever had Panda Express much, Dustin? I had Panda Express one time. In one time, one time, yeah. So yeah. I'm a big fan of that place. I ate there pretty often when I was having lunch. But anyways, we're walking around. We see like the student union building. The uh, the library was super nice there. There was you know, anyways, it was beautiful walk in the morning. We were gone for like two hours. We left at like probably nine thirty. And I think Storm said she checked her phone at eleven thirty, and by the time we, uh, you know, got our passes and got back to the room, it was like probably eleven forty-five. Go back to the room, and then, uh, but but by like little like twelve oh five or something, we were back on the road, headed down to the outlet mall. We wanted to go check out some stuff down there, and we get stuck in this traffic, um, and there's cops going everywhere, and there's shit going on, and um, I had seen some cops kind of on the one road, like Harmon. The oh, one yeah. goes by that beer house thing, by the stock pins and everything, going back to the university. And we got stuck, though, going south, like the airport road, the main airport one that's like Paradise and Tropicana. So Paradise is the southbound road that goes right to the airport that like anybody who's been to Vegas knows that road because you're taking it to go to the airport usually to go back to fly out, right? So was by like Top Golf? 
Uh, no, Top Golf is further to the oh, north yeah. and a little more uh, back to the west. But anyways, yeah. it's like right by the Thomas Mac, like right in front of everything there. And uh, so we get stopped in traffic and we're talking to my, my friend uh, Clay uh, Handback. He works with the Wrangler network crew and so i just called clay i was like hey i got an idea for next week and then we uh got talking with them and then there's cops showing up everywhere and then the cops not letting the traffic through and then i, I kind of try and bail out and before i can get out of the way the uh the cop comes and puts cones in front of us and there's more cops coming and then there's like a tank rolls by with like army looking guys in it and a full swat team and then there's a helicopter circling all around us and i'm like what in the fuck is going on here and clay gets on his computer or phone or something and he's like holy shit ted there's a shooting at unlv like 10 minutes ago and i'm like what the hell's going on so these guys all have like fully like the cops like i kind of wanted to get out of there i'm like fuck if there's people shooting each other here like i don't want to be anywhere near why are they hold, hold holding us here what's going on so but clay's like yeah there was a shooting at unlv and i was like holy shit we just walked our dogs there earlier in the day so it was quite the uh start to the week but anybody that knows what's going on they had canceled the rodeo the first night obviously they had to but three people uh died that day at, at on campus and we missed it by about 15 or 20 minutes we got you know I, I think it was kind of i don't know i don't know for sure but i think it happened on like the third floor of some building at the school so we weren't it wouldn't have been maybe close to it but just to get locked down and stuck there for part of the day would have been pretty wild or you know who knows what else would have happened but we got we got awfully lucky missing the missing the shooting at the at the school but here we were that's just going to wild. take pardon that's damn wild that the fact that you were right on the campus and yeah walk through everything yeah. i seen some i seen that's... some interviews with some of the guys that were in the thomas and mac and they kind of told them to lock down and it's pretty wild shit man i could wild you were there this feels like something that would happen to gator not not yeah ted right the... yeah not not ted and storm and the wiener dogs right we we're, <laughs> we're usually pretty unassuming but oh yeah it was pretty wild but even to get stuck in the traffic like i was kind of freaking out i was like i kind of just want to get the hell out of here and you know get going but then so i called a bunch of my american friends I was like guys what do i do like do you like bail out of here and they're like no it's under control and i got thinking more and i'm like yeah i guess if there's like a hundred cops here it's probably very unlikely anybody's gonna freak out and get anybody of us in traffic but it made kind of sense because they were trying to clear the roadway so they could get uh the first responders to the different places onto the school get people to hospitals like they were trying to shut things down so they could direct like move traffic and get people around so it made a lot more sense at that point but i was pretty worried at <laughs> we already had missed it once and then i thought oh geez so we we realized that it we just missed it on campus and then we think and then i think we're getting into it in the in the <laughs> on the road too but i don't know what all, what all went down on that at that intersection but it seems like maybe the the person or whatever like the shooter maybe ended up over there in some capacity i don't know if that was the case or not but it sure seemed like it based on what the like the police presence that uh that assembled in that corner but uh but yeah the the finals is is uh back in business here it's uh, i'm kind of honestly surprised they got going again in in just one day um but i guess unfortunately the this kind of thing is happening quite a lot in America. So maybe it's maybe uh, like maybe people who aren't like super familiar with Rody that listen, like the Thomas and Mac is a UNLV building. Like it's on yeah. the campus. So on the campus. Yeah. That's, that's what maybe some people don't realize. And I, I even seen some people commenting on posts on Twitter about them canceling. Like they, pe some people didn't even realize that the building is on the campus where the shooting was. So yeah, it was very much, very much connected. And it's, it's UNLV's basketball. Yeah. Yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, yeah, so. it's it's literally their basketball arena that they use 
you know, eight months of the year, whatever the basketball season is. And, uh, like when I went to school there, I would parked my car in the parking lot of UNLV and I walked in front of and around the Thomas Mac every single day going to class. And for the, the, what do you call it? The rescheduling of the perf to go at Wednesday at 10, the, I got, I never realized it, but somebody mentioned, they're like, yeah, like we can't have the perf, like kids are in finals right now and final exams are on. Like we can't shut down the school for this rodeo during the middle of our final exam schedule. Like that, that's how close, that's how close the, the school is to, to the Thomas and Mac. So it was, yeah, pretty, pretty wild, uh, uh, yeah. set of events, but, and pretty crazy that, that it happened, you know, that quickly, right? Like it was, what was it? It was Wednesday and then the rodeo happened again Friday, but, uh, pretty, pretty crazy that they cancel a perf and then reschedule it for a morning. It's, you know, by the time the show's out, that other perf will have happened. And if we were in town, I guess we could have went, which would have been kind of wild to go see like a, basically an NFR slack performance like people are winning what? 30 thousand around the, and nobody there. People allowed in? yeah if you had a credential you would have been allowed to go watch it so or you are allowed to go watch it so uh, yeah not not going to make it up there for it but uh pretty interesting deal yeah a lot of first it, it'll feel like covid again when no one was in watching sporting events right yeah geez but anyways uh finals i think's going uh going pretty decent hey like zeke did pretty good uh, was first for a while and you know may, by the time the show by you by the time you listen he might be first again hopefully bo cooper has done well by the time the show airs jared parsonage just bought one a major major check uh won the round though good for jared won forty thousand bucks so he he comes out of it with a with Colin a solid one, probably one almost 40 yeah yeah he's done well what already struggling in the bulls hasn't wrote anything yet hopefully by this yeah wearing he's got a couple fingers covered crossed and- yeah, Ben Anderson and and uh, who else and Dawson and 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 Layton, they've all kind of been a little bit behind. So hopefully they can. Yeah, Orange has drawn really tough. He has really yeah. hasn't done anything good on the on the draw yet. So hopefully that uh, hopefully after this podcast comes out, everybody's yeah. uh, ready. To get hopefully, hopefully all of our data is completely wrong by the time this thing airs. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, have a we got a big announcement coming up on the show too i forgot to mention that off the top but uh at the start of the interview here we talked with blair vold and uh and donnie johansson Dwayne robinson had a lot of fun talking with those guys the other day and then uh donnie and Dwayne and i got some golf in today as well so that was that was a fun time they uh they might have beat me by a stroke or two but i got them on the on the par threes won all their money on the on the tick game so that was good take their take their cash any day right um Let's uh let's talk more about the NFR stuff on the bottom half though, Dust. Let's get right to the interview. How's that sound? Sounds good, buddy. Let's talk uh, golf and rodeo and uh, combination At the end. both. Right. Yeah. So once again, make sure to get your cowboy shit, cowboyshit.ca. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff on the website. There's some Christmas promos running right now. Make sure to use uh you know check your emails or watch social for all the promo codes happening. But uh, oh, five hundred thousand downloads. Oh yeah, that was cool too. Half a million. So we were actually at Corb's show that night that it all went down. So we were having a drink there and I might have had a couple too many that day. We uh got a little out of hand, but it was uh it was a lot of fun. Yeah, pretty cool though. Five hundred thousand. I, I, I wanna say uh I haven't logged into Podbean since uh since I saw that, but kinda neat to get to that milestone. So here's to the next one. What a million? Hopefully a million here pretty soon. One million downloads, Eddie. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll keep rocking. But anyways, thanks, Dustin. Thanks for doing the show here. And uh, everybody enjoy uh, enjoy the news. 
coming up next year, the, the interview with Blair and the crew and, and some big news out of Pinocchio. So stay tuned. We'll catch up with you here in a bit. Once again, this is Cowboy Shit. My name's Ted Stoven. He's Dustin Edwards. Thanks for joining us. Cause it starts at 8 o'clock It's the finals, the NFR, the series of the sport Hey rookie, can you take 10 head? Have you got the heart? You think you're a tough cowboy We'll find out in the end When that final whistle blows And the stock's all in the pen Thanks everybody for joining us. It's been, uh, been, uh, we've been on the run here for a little while, but but uh, Storm and I and the crew, we made our way down to to meet uh, Mr. Don Johansson. Been on the show a number of times now, so Don's going to help uh, help with this show as well as Mr. Dwayne Robinson on my my right, your left for the, everybody watching. But we're here at uh, at Ralph and Del Vold's place, Mesa, Arizona, with uh, the, our guest today. He's a three time three time past president and board member for kind of like lifetime board member of the Pinocchio Stampede. You've, you've likely seen him and. I've uh, heard from uh, a lot of his family members on the show before, but uh, Blair Blair Vold, thanks for uh, for having us on the show. Thanks for having us at the place today. Nice to be here with you, Ted. Yeah, thanks for doing this. So the big news today, Blair, let's start off with the first things first. Um, Pinocchio Stampede 2024, uh, we've got a huge increase in prize money, so why don't you tell us about that first off? Yes, uh, we had a board meeting this fall, and we had a, we had a great, <clears throat> great year in attendance with rodeo fans, so, so we decided to give a Prize increase of 5,000 an event in all the major events, plus an increase in the amateur events right across the board. So uh, we passed it right back on to the Cowboys. So now we're at 60,000 an event, which uh, and double prize money in the team rope and also. Yeah, $120,000 in the team rope between the yeah. head and the heel now, right. which is enough to make the Canadian finals for... Right. Anybody in the team roping if they if they're winning the Pinocchio Stampede now, and it's a huge boost to get towards the NFR too. Well, yes, anybody that comes out of Pinocchio with a buckle, you know, pretty well guaranteed them into the Canadian Finals wherever they're sitting. It's already, already it's has more done now. That, done that. Now it's going to be more. So, and I, and it's going to be good for everybody, for fans and everybody to watch. I think we'll we'll draw the top contestants once we always do, and and we also increase the. The, the stock contractors' uh, money too. So you just kind of everybody gets a raise. We give it all right across the board. And and the truck wagon side of things, I don't know. I've I've never really under I I don't know where what their payout is, but but their four hundred twenty five thousand dollars in twenty twenty four as well. Is that an increase too? No, it's on a progressive contract. They already had a contract. Okay. Already in a contract, so we'll re renegotiate. I think they're in their second year or the third. Year I see. Contract. Okay. And they. But they've got the $75,000 dash for cash, which is the yeah. highest on the circuit, too. Yeah. So it's, uh, it even pays more than the one little south of us. Right. So we're yeah. just under, with total prize monies, we're just 900 and just under a million dollars. Yeah. Which is Unbelievable. for a small town of Ponoka. So what is it, 6,000 people or 4,500? Well, close to 7,000 people yeah. in Ponoka. 7,000 people. Over seven, I guess. But it's still, it's, it's uh, you know, we run over 103,000 fans through last year. 103,000. Was that an all-time record? Yes, it is. Really, one hundred three thousand. Yeah, in seven days. We go in the infrastructure of our town, almost. You know, when yeah, you get that many really. people coming through. Because you have a a town of seven thousand people to have have one hundred three thousand people in the town. It grows by ten, <laughs> ten times. Yeah. More than ten times. Yes. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's. Uh, Donnie, how big Strathmore? Just in comparison, like tell us, just some a little bit of numbers if you're allowed to say kind of what. Well, Strathmore is around 45,000. 45,000 people. Yeah. And you have, uh, you would sell, 
Would you guys sell sixty thousand tickets in Strathmore in a weekend? That I couldn't answer you. Don't right know. Now, I'm curious. I don't. I don't even know what it would be. Yeah, no. If but it's not even. Probably, it's not close to what Pinocchio does. That's yeah, for sure. For for changing the, yeah. the structure of everybody. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So so uh, huge huge increases though to have to go from like even just double money in the team rope and like just to talk about that. I know there was a big. Uh, it was CVS. They were a big part of uh, of the sponsorship of those events last year. Is that right? Yes. They, in the tie down and the team rope, and they sponsored both of them partially, or did they sponsor the header or healer? Or what was it? I think I they what it was. I gotta check with our with our, uh, our uh, sponsor guy, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, uh, in the team roping that yeah. he was a big part of bringing the money back up to where it was. So. Be- because increasing the prize money is is a big deal, but to go and do it with you know. At a, at some rodeos where it's a three thousand dollar added rodeo, it's maybe a little bit. The economics are a little bit easier to, to equal that equalize that when you're, yeah. you know, when it's fifty five grand, it's a bit of a yeah. a bit of a paycheck. Well, pay, we do. It's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something else to see. You know, we got all the major events there, and uh, they're all them guys come out of there with a pretty good paycheck. Them team ropers, I know. That's, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's big money for them. I know they appreciate it. I, I talked to. Uh, I forget who I haven't talked to this year about it, but somebody was very, very adamant about how important it was that it now is is equal. Yeah. And it was part of the some of the the ruling on the PRCA side, Don. I know you and I talked about that with Strathmore, where you have to have the the equal money for some of the sanctioning rules moving forward. It is. It is part right. of the, our dual contract with the PCRA. PRCA. So. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of ways, we, place we can go here, but that's the biggest news is the pay increase and, uh, you know, Comparatively, I'd be curious to know what other towns of a size of Pinoca have an event that big that pay that kind of money. Like, I don't think there's, like, Dwayne, you're you're shaking your head and thinking. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know where else would even be kind of comparable. It's pretty incredible what what you guys have done in Pinoca. Well, for 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 a rodeo that started in 1936, you know, we're seven days where we used to be one day and it used to be a county fair. But where it's grown and progressed, I've seen over my years there is now we got the the total new grandstands and the suites, and we're having probably four concerts this year. Four uh, concerts. Four concerts. We're, we got through the body book, but we're working on uh, an opening night concert as well. And Which would we, be Tuesday? That would be Tuesday night, right? So if we have the concerts are become a big, big part, we're really giving back to the fans. So so it's uh, it's going to be a, a, lot of, a lot of volunteers and a lot of work for the directors to, after the show. You know, we're not done. How many how many volunteers? At well, the I, I I know there's over seven hundred. Seven hundred. We have a volunteer uh, supper right after the rodeo, and it it fills the the big dance hall up. So it's it's a lot of people in town. They take their holidays. Some people in their third or fourth generation volunteers from their family. They just want to be part of the stampede to give back to the community and also to the service groups there's over 50 of them that make their funding right out of Pinocchio yeah every year, for, so. for the whole their whole year is just right. on the Pinocchio yeah. stampede so this year June 25th to July 1st we're going to end on a Monday yes uh, which is usually that's that's a pretty fun one because everybody's kind of got the day off and it's uh, it's Canada day so it'll be a real yeah. that'll be a huge party on the on the, the finish this year won't it well, it'll be a huge party every night but it'll be a big Monday <laughs> no it's gonna be good no it's good we got and we got some great acts coming too. We got the One Arm Bandit booked for. Yeah, he hasn't been been there in quite a while, yeah, right? Last time he came up with the Buffalo, he just about had to get him out of jail because he didn't have his paperwork right. But he's. Oh really? I just met with him uh, two days ago, and he's uh, he's coming up again with his horses. He's got a zebra and and two wild mustangs, and 
And then we got uh, Piper Yule. She's got a she's going to open. Oh, a, Piper! Piper's she coming hasn't... too for the week, but she's got a oh, new right act on. she's working on, jumping over a convertible car. I talked to her mother the other day, and hopefully she's got that open. She can open to try it at the Pinocchio Stampede. So is that convertible car one that happens to live at your house? Well, it's, I'm going to mention it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like her to with the big horns on it, and I'd like Donnie to sit in the seat when no. she jumps over. <laughs> Donnie, what? How much? Uh, how much uh, does Donnie get any danger pay for for that job? No, we're moving him now back behind the buck and shoots. He's we're scared he's going to get hit. <laughs> we're going to put him in the car. You know, he's still in charge of the shoots. He's just going to. He's got one guy in front. The Kale's going to be in the danger in, zone. In the danger zone. So we had a discussion, and Donnie's agreed with that and wanted that suggestion. So that's what we're doing. So it's going to be. It's going to be. He joins the ship there. He runs it. We. We have production meetings. We start this winter, and we work on it all winter, yeah. and get it down to the. Well, you've been to them too, Ted. We, we, we oh like, yeah. We're down to the minute. We like to run a two, yeah, two and a second. half hour show, and that's what the fans want because we have to have turnaround time to get people out and in for the chucks right away. So. Well, because the sorry, go ahead, Dwayne. You got one there. Well, no, I was just interested because I know the number from before, but I'm interested with this new prize money that you've added. Where does that put us in North America as far as the top paying yeah. rodeos in North America? I would, I would, you know, that's a good answer that Amber would have to, or, or. I can I mean, figure it out. I'll do some research while you guys are deliberating. Yeah, because it's. Yeah. Like, I think we're. I know we're the biggest rodeo on the Cowboy Christmas Week. Yeah. Although, and in North America, but where to put us in the statue of? Uh, well, there's so many different things now that Calgary's back in the game. So, I think uh, I don't. Uh, I would. You'd have to look at. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah. At, I'm looking it up. Yeah. It's uh, there is a. I used to look at this list in the uh, in the media guide. Like every year, the, there's a new media guide, and there and there's the list of the. Yeah. There's top by there's top by committee purse, and then the top ten by yeah. uh, total payout yeah. because of the entry fee side yeah. of things. So, but I'm talking. Has always been top yeah. ten. Yeah, I'm talking the nine fifty four. That's with the chuck wagons. Yeah. With the chuck wagons, yeah, right. which so wouldn't be on the PRCA side yeah. of things, but but if you. I mean, in Canada, it's it's uh, Canadian finals would be like a million and a half, I think. Donnie, you're showing me some stuff. We can't talk about that, but anyways, we'll uh, we'll leave that part. But but it'd be uh, it'd be third biggest in Canada, yes. and and then in the world side of things, you got um, obviously San Antonio, um, Cheyenne, Houston, Houston, uh, and Calgary. So it, like yeah. it might be fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah. I'd, I'd have I to think we're right up there now with the yeah. What it's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out here at some point. But uh, but but it, what does it mean for Pinocchio to be in that in that top ten? Like that's that's is it a goal on the list of the of the board of directors? Well, I, don't I don't think we're done our goals yet. I, yeah. What I, else I, is on, what else is on the you list? Know, there's other things are coming up. We're we're just going to now we're going to start to do something for the Cowboys, uh, kind of a hospitality tent and uh, in behind in the infield. Uh, just you know, is Donnie going to be the uh, control on who on who gets in, or is that Dwayne's new new gig, or what? You be the shoot boss and the. Uh... They try to keep me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be for the sponsors and the and the and contestants, of, families? And contestants and, and families and and we're we've seen a lot of some other roadies that have it and it, it, it's I think it's a real good PR on our side and and uh, and but as far as uh, infrastructure going, we're still. We're always building something on the grandstand for 
more handicap and uh, accessible you know, seating. Yeah. Yes, and more bathrooms. We've we never run out of them, and uh, it all adds up. But I, you know, we're we're helping actually our girls helping uh, Strathmore help, and they're putting up their new suites this year too. So we. Oh yeah, that's right. Donnie. Yeah, we always uh, we always try to work together with other committees to help their show. You know, it's it's not all about Pinoca, but it's. Uh, it's uh, we communicate with a lot of other committees on the, and we're doing a lot of you know more safety stuff as as, as it gets on you know you got to everybody's got to be go through a course if they're driving a tractor or a golf cart and uh, you know and we we have a safety coordinator now hired and i think we're sharing them with Strathmore also and uh just uh improving rodeo and just with changing Things that happen all the time, we just got to be on top of it. So it, it's, we really have to be full aware of what we're doing. Yeah, you know, Pinoca is so important to all the rest of the committees and the CPRA because Pinoca sells American cards. Yeah, It true, sells eh? cards. Yeah. And that's, with Pinoca increasing this prize money, hopefully we'll get some more Americans that'll, you know, we can't have them at our rodeo if they don't buy their card. True. Right? Yeah, and if they you buy their a card, card for Pinoca, then we've got a chance to get them at Strathmore or other rodeos. Yeah, Armstrong and, end of the year, and, or Grand Prix at the yeah, start of the year to get them going up yeah, here to get so, their count. Uh, and they've set the goal for a lot of the committees. You know, like I'm involved in Strathmore, but everything I know about, you know, with the rodeo and stuff is what I've learned over the years from Blair and the guys at the Pinoca Stampede Board. They're a great bunch yeah. of guys. and and uh so they help it's uh, they're a major impact to the rest of the committees and uh, the rodeo association pinocas the uh i want to go back to your time in pinoca and getting started on the board of directors like uh, um i was talking uh, doing some research before we got started but it's not just um first generation people on the board at this point sometimes it's you know second third generation like this is this is kind of a you know it's a it's a volunteer part of what you've done for so long and I always wonder about the why on the volunteer side and you know why get involved why like because I personally I, I don't think I end up doing a lot of volunteer stuff or maybe I don't think about it like I've done a lot of the stuff with the Thai Pazabon Foundation over the years and shipped I don't know how mm -hmm. much stuff we shipped out of our basement doing that kind of thing so that's a volunteer side of it but I just I gotta tip my hat to everybody that's on the volunteer side. Donnie yourself on the on the volunteer side at Strathmore, and you know I wonder what the why is. But but I want to ask you, Blair. But what what did uh, how did you ever get started on the Pinoca side on the as well, a volunteer? It's, it's, it goes back to my father was a past president and board member for years. He was a senator. Once you get off the board, you, if you're past president, you become a senator. Then my grandfather uh, Hector Labrie, he was one of the Founders and early presidents back in the early 50s and 40s, yeah. but they, that's when they started the really the growth of the stampede was when he was there because it was just a field up there in the hill with no yeah. fence around it and nothing. nothing. And then and then uh, we were talking on the, way, on the way over, but but Ralph was one of the ones that decided, or he was the one that said we need to put a fence up. So he, no, it was my grandfather. Your grandfather? Yeah. Oh, he really? Just said there were too many. Free people watching. Too many freeloaders. So he, they put the fence up to keep the freeloaders out from watching the wagon races and the chariot races. But make, you're putting on a product, and you're, you guys are you're putting up 
thousands and hundreds of thousands and now millions of dollars for a show, you can't give it away. No. There's a reason why the Calgary Flames play inside an arena because you got to buy a ticket to go watch them. Well, it's the same. And we, but we do give, they've got free camping and parking, which uh, that's the biggest plus we have. And I, I know Strathmore does too. And that's, and a lot of the rodeos do. And that's, they can come and forward, forward, you know, it's just a little easier to, to just accommodate everybody that way. And, we'll, and that's, that's our big draw. But so going back to the to the volunteer side, what year did you start on the Pinocchio Stampede That's as good. a volunteer? I, what, what, well, I, I was always volunteer. I was always. I usually started when my dad was on the board. I, I started out in the infield putting barrels up and throwing stoves in the back of the wagons. Or, yeah. Or taking stoves <laughs> out of the wagons. And as kids, we all had to be there and help and pick rocks around the track. And then I got on the board when I was really in my late twenties, twenty eight, I think, and. Uh, and I've been. You got to talk into the mic, Don. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I didn't want to ask what year it was. Well, I don't know. But Donnie, That'd be was, Donnie asking that. Donnie question. was still riding bulls in, I think. <laughs> so this was, was like, like, it, so it wasn't quite 1936. <laughs> no, no. But I've been on, and I'm, I'm probably on my last years coming up here now. On my son Nansen, he's, he's uh, hopefully going to be put on the board and carry on the Vold name. And, and uh, they like on all our board members. There's, there's, uh, we've got uh, just father sons on there now, and yeah. we've got uh, brothers, Joneses, Joneses. We got the Klein boys, Klein's brother, yeah, yeah. And like we got Bruce Harbin, who past president. He was his dad was Gary. He was a good friend of mine, a great guy. And uh, Butterfield are on there, and uh, you know it's just been it's a real bunch of rodeo businessmen type of deal and that's how we run it and uh, it's uh, it's just a pleasure to be associated with them great bunch of people now so we we uh, we have good board meetings we meet once a month and uh, and we uh, we get we get your shit done we, once a month yeah and volunteer meetings once a month yeah well, it's a board directors meetings yeah yeah, and yeah we, sorry and, yeah, yeah board and we meetings. do uh, like uh, Rick Orsbar our new president now he's uh, he's in Vegas and uh, he was trying to round up the Wright brothers the other day to see what to get them to come across the line <laughs> and come up to Canada, but they just said we got to talk to our dad. That's the way the Wright boys run. So. Yeah, it still all runs through Cody or what? I think so. I, well, I don't know what the, I just he he was real nice. Well, Stetson Wright we talked to so yeah, and so we but we had you know we get we get a fifty percent just about as American. Cowboys and cowgirls come, and it's, yeah. it's been like that, and and that's good. And we're, and usually it's about half Americans win here and half Canadians win. So it's yeah, we got we got a good competitive entry of contestants. Donnie, it's really something when you can look back at your stampede and you got four generations that mm -hmm. have been on that board. Yeah, three to four generations. That's something. How and much are your family doing? Like almost everybody, as far as being in, on the Pinocchio yeah part of Pinocchio, right? Like it's not so much. We were yeah. kind of dad was down in the Cochrane country, and yeah. I came up. The only reason I got to hang out was that was I married Ralph Blair's sister, yeah, Ralph's <laughs> daughter Vicky. So <laughs> all I can say that we kind of threw in is a while back we used to do a bull riding on our hillside that everybody yeah, came your house. to. That was before yeah. the yeah. they had the PBR and all that going yeah. on. And yeah, 
it turned into a good event and it got so big that it ended up having to go to the Pinocchio Stampede to make it. That's right. Yeah. So, and now that's, that's now that PBR is, uh, you know, we won the event of the year when we first started. We're now a $25,000 PBR and we, and that, that's uh, always the biggest night was 12,000 people. 12,000 people, yeah. which is huge. And it's I just, don't think there's any PBR event in the country now that would have that high of attendance. Anywhere. In one night. No, I I wouldn't think so. Over two nights, I think maybe maybe Edmonton would be higher now. Over two nights, though, at Rogers Place. But but I don't I don't actually even know those numbers. But twelve thousand in one place, like the energy at that thing is unbelievable. It's interesting too because you got the Chuck Wagon fans. They they stick around for a while. Yeah, and and the new there's fans that are coming for the concert that night, and then. They're coming for the, they see this PBR, so we're creating new fans into the sport. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> it's not just, uh, the. it's a lot of young kids I like to see, and they, the concerts, like, we pull that dirt up after with the after yeah. PBR and the fireworks. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, concerts have become a big part of attachment to our rodeo. And I didn't realize it, but you guys have to have an event on in the arena after the chuck wagon racing like that's that's part of the i guess part of the overall event or it's like almost like a bit of a festival kind of atmosphere now like you're you're in a similar kind of setup as the you know as the houston's and the and the san antonio's where there's big shows going on and it's all day entertainment from kind of like eight o'clock in the morning slack starts every every day or eight or nine i forget what the exact time is but there's kind of something going on all day every day we got the trade show and yeah. the midway, you got the best midway anywhere. Is oh, at yeah. the Pinocchio Stampede. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a big. Our midway's unbelievable. We paved that parking lot maybe seven, eight years ago, and that's been the best addition we did for the midway. And it, what a great show <clears throat> they got up there in the Ag Event Center. They got they got the world's greatest horseman show going on mm-hmm. at that time, and then you know the trade show, like you mentioned before. There's something going on. Then they've got the big beer gardens and built a new dance hall. We used to have the beer gardens across at the old arena. Yeah, that's right. And now we moved everything to the grounds, and that was our last deal we did last year and uh, holds 1,000 people, and uh, that goes on too, right, during... During the know, whole thing, all day. Yeah, so we got bands, concerts, we got... Everything's going on. So there's lots for everybody to do in the whole town. Um, I, didn't, I didn't understand this at first, though, uh, what I was trying to get at too at some point here was that these events out in the arena like you have to keep that going because your your beer gardens only holds a thousand people you you still have when that bull riding starts at like 9 30 at night which is already usually past my bedtime you like you you kind of have to have that bull riding event and have a concert out there because you your beer gardens only hold a thousand people like you can still have people going in the in the uh, arena and have ten thousand people on your grounds or like twelve thousand people at one time yeah we pull in the portable bars and got yeah. bars all over and bathrooms it's and the stage <coughs> is in place by yeah. that point and that big screen no we got the biggest screen i think in, in Canada, western sports and yeah right now yeah. and it's by a lot yeah and that's i think it's a hundred and some panels isn't it 130 well, you know, panels? you're the tech guy I've i'd have to ask those guys <coughs> they told they've told me but i don't remember right now yeah yeah but it's big and it's and we almost when we put the new grandstand up out on the cross we thought the chuck wagons couldn't see them but you can see them better up in the big screen so it's yeah good and the suites are, are a big asset for us, and it's a big draw for our sponsors. And uh, and I, I think more rodeos are going to see that do that. That can like Strathmore doing right now. Doing and I, right I told now. Donnie right off the bat, you're going to yeah. get sponsors. You're going to say boom. Yeah. 
and that you know at, well you can have a suite but you got to put in so much to the rodeo so that's mm-hmm. that's what it's just you got to just do what they want and yeah. uh, they want to be looked after and like wrangler uh, we, they, I think Dwayne, Dwayne needs a suite. Yeah, but yeah. Dwayne, had, <laughs> thank brought, you. They brought up the president of Wrangler has been up many times, and and lot uh, Jeff Chadwick, great guy, and his wife come up, and uh, they love it. And we always think that uh, the sponsors need to have that luxury, and they want it, and they want it to entertain their 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 people. I was just curious when we were talking about the generations. Yeah. It'd be, Pinoca, it'd be interesting to talk to the fans who've been coming there. I bet you they come oh, there with their yeah. great-grandfather, you know. That's and, true, yeah. And people have had that July 1st weekend yeah. back generations. That's what they that's always true. did was go to Pinoca Stampede. So that, yeah. that'd be really interesting stat, how many that are there that come with their parents Different or their families. grandparents yeah. and everything, too. Well, I bet there's, oh, I can't remember how many people do their family reunions there because we've got oh, yeah. yeah we're just now in the process of uh uh we're purchasing some more land by the ag event center and expanding more camping because we're out of camping and parking basically we we're, we got the river bottom where we're the we call the wild west sweet campground but you know it's going to get filled up and then we got more camping and parking going to be developed right across on the Ag event center. So which to which direction? South. We to the we, south. Yeah, we pushed the with the land just south of there. Oh, really? So, so how much land in? I mean, the Pinocchio Stampede Land and Cattle Company with the cattle raffle. It's like how much? How much? How much space is there? Is there now with the with the stampede? You know, I'd say another good question. I, I, I don't even know that. I've never we're, even we're thought well about that. Well over, I well over uh, hundred acres. I know that because we have a piece across the highway. And, and oh, on the on the, the on which the side north, on north side by the school there. Oh yeah, yeah. Where a lot of the camping is is on yeah, that side. That, with that's there, and then yeah. our park for Frank Mickey Park. And then our we fill up the below the grounds, and we got the Wild West Suites that's down below the tunnel. And now yeah, we're to the we, and then we got all the contestant to, parking, and they and that's you know with as we get out into these more events. To, they take up a lot of real estate, the contestants. Yeah. When they for come seven, with them big trailers, you know, you you got to have some ground for them. Then the wild. truck wagons, chuck wagons, and the pony Tons wagons. Of space. So, yeah, and then we got to pr- our production areas. Oh God, Tons it's space packed too. in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah we're doing that. How how mad do the neighbors on the South Road get Stampede Week? That's got to be some. That's got to be some uh, a little bit of tricky. Like just dealing, and it's no offense to anybody, but this huge event has grown over yeah. the last eighty some years. Yeah, and the people have lived there. They've, those houses have been there for a long time, but they, they didn't know what they were getting into. It's no, they right? don't. And we get along with them. I yeah. don't think we have any problems with them. We we try to give them tickets if they want them, and we yeah. we do fence off there so they can't park in their driveways. Yeah, that's but good. then one, our one of our uh, maintenance fellows, he lives right there. So oh, that works. That's out good. good. And then. and they're they're uh, they've been good. No, it's, it's good. It's, they understand. It, well, that's part of the. When they buy it, they got to know they're going to be. Yeah, be a big, be, one week a year is going to be a little. It's busy. not just one week. It's about. Yeah. They start coming in weeks. two weeks, uh, three <laughs> weeks ahead, and, and it gets active. So, but it, it's, uh, it's been a good relationship. I, we haven't had no trouble. We get along great with our county and our town. And, yeah, and they're and a big part of it too. Big part of it, and uh, they they help support and the Ag Event Center. We're, we're part of that group, and uh, it's uh, it, it all combines. That's been a big asset to the town too, is the Ag Event Center and. The Cal Nash, but you know it's it's just a nice plant. I call it a plant. It, just the way it sits, and you see it on the hill, and yeah, up on top of the hill. Yeah, yeah, it's on top of the hill. So, Dwayne, what have you seen in in Blair's years at at Pinoca? Like, what are you what have you seen 
his his contribution what would you what would you say it has been i i have i have a quote that i'm going to bring up after you speak but i have a i'm curious on what you well, think i'd have to say it was the whole family along with blair blair, blair yeah. just he, he was so involved and it's his heart it's what he wants to do and he always brings up the best acts he can find he likes to make everything successful and make every sure everybody on the committee's happy mm-hmm. and it's uh it's he, he's been stellar i mean and so was his father and so was his father-in-law grandfather yeah father-in-law they all started and uncle cliff he was involved with it too yeah they're all great family i think i on the board of directors everybody's got their job and position and i've been with president i always kind of give him a free reign i said you guys I, you want to do something go ahead you know if it's, give it a whirl give it a whirl and if uh, we need to discuss the big deals we'll discuss them at the meetings otherwise you know get get the Get your stuff done. You know how it works. And, yeah. And everybody. GSD, get shit yeah, done. And they all got committee guys. They got volunteers under them that are great, great people too. So it's, yeah. everybody's got their, somebody behind them. And, uh, and while it works, very successful way we run it. And uh, it's, it's just good. It's an easy board, a nice board to be on. The, uh, I've got to, I got to get into some stories. We, uh, we've got a few different, different parts to it. But Donnie, you've been there. You've been there as a shoot boss for, like, is it as long as you were at CFR or longer? Or how, like yeah, a little longer. longer yeah, I, right. I was doing Pinocchio, uh Right after you were done riding before, kind of thing? Yeah, basically about a year after I was done. Wayne actually hired me to do a couple rodeos that I was at, and then it just went from there to Pinocchio. But I've been there at least 35, 36 years. So um, was, there, was there anybody in that kind of job before did you kind of pioneer like like t- uh, i'm not, I'm was, not trying to say you're coy hoffman not, i think it was, oh really yeah yeah coy yeah, he was doing it he was doing it he's yeah. from the out of the u.s here yeah, yeah. he was yeah. Uh, out of the u.s and oh and then uh then i just come up and i did it and and, and that was the coors days too right well no uh, not really it, it wasn't coors i was with brahma boots that was, was sponsor, yeah, oh, okay. uh, because uh, Coors wasn't doing Pinocchio at the time. I see. Oh, because it's Budweiser for a long time, I yeah, guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, no, so it was good, and and like uh, like I say with with Pinocchio, like their their board with their each person had their own kitchen. Yeah, and you were responsible for that kitchen. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and yeah, and if you didn't run it right, you heard about, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it's a good way. And I've, I've taken so many ideas going to Strathmore. Like I've learned so much being around oh, all those guys over the years. It's, uh, and, uh, I've even been Blair and, and the, the board of directors of Pinoca. They're so good. I've brought in people into their production meetings just to see what's, see going, what's on. going on. You know, I brought the people from Grand Prairie because I was doing that, their, their production meetings, and to see how it's run. And so that's a thing about Pinocchio. They've really helped a lot of committees and a lot of different people that uh, they, you Over know. The years. Our production, you've been part of them, Ted, yeah. too, but Donnie's, or can we, we start, we talk all winter and we get a plan going and we know what we're, at, what we're doing. So we're, there's no surprises when we we don't just start up the week ahead. Yeah, it's all pre-planned for for the day and uh, yeah. and it's uh, it runs like a clock. We like we found the fans like two and a half hours in the seats mm-hmm. is long enough. You know that you can get a lot of rodeos you can go to that can sit for four or five hours maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But our, our time window would like to rerun that two and a half maybe to 
we get to three depends on what happens but what content you got in the yeah. day yeah mm -hmm. we we started me and blair started the production sheet you know that cheat yeah the, the one pager yeah. yeah just to keep everybody yeah. all the volunteers running yeah. gates knowing exactly yeah you know you're right together. at the start from old canada yeah we got it we we know it by the minute pretty oh, well yeah. where we're going well you yeah we do yeah. yeah we do we're we're getting getting it's funny how it is it, 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 it's, it works it, yeah. it, we go by the minute yeah the uh um sorry i had a thought I was on here but we were we're talking about years and okay so what I, what I wanted to ask though exactly like for those that don't know because there's people listening from kind of all over the world to this show right that they've heard of the Calgary Stampede they've heard of your Houston but this but Pinocchio is right at the top of the list right yeah um, but but talk about what your role has been over these over these I guess do I say 40 some years as part of the board I I, I didn't uh well, I, oh, higher. Donnie's saying higher. I've been basically, I took over. My dad was always Your hired. entire life you've been part of it. Yes, it is. And yeah. I, I've been, like I said, I've been president three times. They've, you know, some guys have been twice, and I was fortunate to be three times, and, and I've been part of the decision-making on the, you know, there, there's a lot of, we when we started to build something, there was a lot of skepticism, and, you know, we're not going to make this work, and by God, everything we've done, we've made it work, and when... The, t the toughest challenge we we've had was when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. You know, there was really the half the board was didn't pretty well want to shut it down, but half did, and you know it was it and got a little heated there. Though. But we 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 obviously had to do the right thing, and we did. And uh, everybody just nobody gets mad if you don't get your way, you don't get mad. You, yeah, yeah. You just go with the what the what the board says and. Uh, and that's what's what's great about it. And so you know, we make a successful rodeo happen. The fans get the best show. That's where they come. And and I, we get. I'd like to see. We get lots of tour buses coming with tour groups from a lot of Europeans. If you'd be surprised, would come yeah. to Panoka. Oh, tons of them. Yeah. Yeah, tons of them. And uh, and uh, I just in fact, since we've got on the Cowboy Channel now, I, I interesting. I got some calls from. People in Wyoming that I used to do cattle business with, and they watched the show, and they they thought our they're one of the best shows we've seen on the channel, and how it was run, and uh, now they're coming up, coming up to check it out now. Yeah, no, yeah. they said we we got to go there. Yeah, and, uh, and the fe the feature production crew do a do a hell of a oh, job. Those guys you know, are we're, we're, first class. The, yeah, the best, and they're first class guys to work with, and hundred percent everything, and the sound is good, you know. But sound guy's not a bad guy either. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. I'm still learning. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't don't like he doesn't it. like him. <laughs> we, uh, we'll talk about the cups at some point now yeah. that Donnie brought out his token phrase. I don't like it. We were on our uh, trip uh, in Scotland, and we were having dinner one night, and Donnie, we were somewhere, and it was somewhere nice at the hotel. People, It was in London. Somebody, somebody yeah. was telling us about how... Uh, Oh, you gotta go to this place, and there's a bunch of famous people's pictures on the wall and everything. And we get there, and it was it was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and and Donnie Donnie's the one that pipes up. He's like, I don't I don't like it. And then that was his that was his uh Cup. his saying. So now so Vicky Vicky made a bunch of these cups now. So this is I don't yeah. like it, Donnie. Joe. Don, yeah, <laughs> yeah I got a lot of things he don't yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim Nevada, when we were on the trip, he, yeah. he we had to go up that night. We were went to where to go and. Uh, for big fancy supper. Uh, Babs, Montana. Yeah. yeah. What? Sorry, Bab? Bab, Montana. Montana. Oh, okay. Actually, Bab. 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 Not an ad. Bab. Just <laughs> south, no, we border, south the, of Cardston. We went over to the 
the park. Oh, and, Waterton Park. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I didn't. I like it. <laughs> oh, jeez. You did it there too. I didn't like it either. No. The meal wasn't good. Oh, really? No, it wasn't fancy enough. No. It wasn't oh, fancy yeah. enough for Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man. Okay. So going to. Uh, but I, I guess going back to what your. I don't know what your title is at Pinocchio. Essentially, at some point, but I know that you're in charge of production. Like, there's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Trevor Jones is doing like a lot of the sweet, like looking after a lot of the sweet stuff. And then, um, but then he also does a few different things. And Terry has his job. And and I know Rick is Rick Klein's a uh, huge part of the fifty fifty side of things and a lot yeah. of the other programming. And the junior jockeys is yeah. something they're doing. But like, but you're you're uh, you've always been in charge of rodeo production. Am I safe to say that? Pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm, I'm yeah. pretty well. I do the production meetings and uh, and Donnie and I do and and. And do that, and I hire the rodeo acts, the announcers, okay. all the announcers, and uh, pickup man. Yeah, we got to work with Bruce Harbin on the pickup. We got six pickup men. Yeah, you got a huge arena though. You yeah, got one of, if and not the biggest. And that was anywhere. one of the compliments I got from the fellow was a pickup man from Wyoming. He phoned up, and he was a pickup man at the NFR and a pickup man at yeah. Cheyenne for Uncle Harry. And he said, "That looks really sharp." Them six pickup men. He says, "I like that." I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, everything goes. It, it's it takes a lot of people to run that back end, you know, for stock oh, yeah. stock. And yeah. uh, Bob Beard does a heck of a job, and we and Wayne, he's got a good crew, and uh, and my son Nansen runs a basically runs a PBR, yeah. bringing all the different contractors. Oh up. yeah, there's how many different contractors, Dwayne? Like you, because you guys, like you and Nance, ha- have had some of the best bulls around. For different years, when we're getting on Quagmire at your house in the backyard when he was only three years old, a big white muley. <laughs> yeah, we didn't I made it around the corner. We didn't think he'd too. buck. Charlet, <laughs> <laughs> who was a catch calf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came in there. We had to push him basically in the shoot and kick him in As the a butt, three year old. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he started to buck, and he ended up being one of our best bulls there for two or three years. Yeah. 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 The big white. But, but like, there's like 10 different contractors probably at that. Uh, at that PBR show now, maybe oh, more. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah. Well, Nansen, he, he's very fair. What, of course, he's been the stock contract of the year ten times. Yeah, more than and anybody so ever. So that's he. He's fair to everybody. Everybody wants their bulls. I didn't realize their bull points count for the bonuses. And well, they the, want their best bulls. They won ten thousand this year for PBR Canada Bull of the Year. Yeah. Jim Thompson, and he's he's been a guy that's uh, I've known like almost it's my been entire a long time, career, right? Yeah. yeah. So pretty cool for Jim to go win that and win and had two or three bulls all in the top top ten. Yeah, right in it there. So yeah, you know, big deal. No, it is, and it's, and the, you know, it's it shows. Absolutely, it's that, that event is electric. Like the, I just haven't seen, <laughs> like there's not very many events in Canada that are in the dark, right? Yeah. The, yeah. A, we don't have many events in the in the in the under the lights because the sun doesn't go down until ten o'clock. It doesn't get dark till. At all, some some places. If you're up north in Grand Prairie in June, it does, the sun hardly goes down, so we don't get to have any of those light, those events in the atmosphere like that. So to be able to have twelve thousand people at a show and have them all singing along and have Ash Cooper there, yeah. egging them on like it, and and Brett Gardner there for the PBR like yeah. that. That's one of my most fun days of the year, and it's one of the longest days of the year, yeah. having to start <laughs> slack at nine o'clock in the morning or yeah. be there, yeah. right? But but we're still rocking and rolling till one o'clock in the morning by the time that stuff's done and yeah. then finally put my earplugs in and go to bed because the concert's yeah. on after that. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's an all-nighter. Yeah, night. really. The kids love it. That'll be, it'll be again Saturday night. Yeah. we got a big, I can't, can't remember the singer we had coming. It's on our website. but Yeah, I was trying to look and remember all that stuff. But for those that are wondering, PinocchioStampede.com, check out all the details. Yeah. Um, but 
Okay, I gotta, I gotta ask about, I have to ask about the cattle raffle. I know it's a story that I probably knew, but that had to be something you guys created at some yep. point in your years with yep. between VJV uh, and and the Stampede, yep. like the yep. and Shorty Jones was on. He started yeah. it pretty well. Back he did. Then. Okay. And Joe Dodds was a big party. Oh God, we've been doing that for at, at least. 25 or 30 years oh really and so like late 90s or mid 90s yeah and it's grown and it's the project you, you know as a cattle raffle you got to put that money towards improvements so we yeah. built bathrooms we've built lots of infrastructure over the years and what did it start out as because now it's seventy five thousand or 50 no it's, uh, it's seventy five thousand or 40 heifers 40 heifers yeah so because uh, i remember for a long time it was Fifty thousand, but it probably was twenty five at yeah, first. Yeah, and then the like cattle went up. So right, the cost last of cattle. Yeah, last guy took the cattle. <laughs> he took the cattle. Oh yeah, well, yeah. They were it was way, way worth more than, way more. Yeah, yeah than but the cash. Uh, you know, we sell we sell it out. Yeah, it's, it's like sell it out before half the rodeo. Half the rodeo. Over. Yeah, and, it, and you know, it's good. Fun, it's a great fundraiser. It's great. We run them cattle in. We get the bulls from the Sutter's or Sutter Brian Sutter. Yeah, that's right. He's and got a sale on right. As I speak right oh, now. Oh, really? Today. Oh. Yeah. And so, for those that don't know, the Sutters are uh, in the Canadian side of things, huge hockey family and have been for years. Yes. Uh, Brett, they've all, like, a bunch of them won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Daryl was a coach of the yeah. LA Kings when they won the Cup. Uh, yeah, like, huge yeah. hockey family, but huge uh, Alberta egg, egg family, too. Oh, yeah. He's Brian's a, Brian's a good friend, and he's uh, he runs a real purebred herd just out of Red Deer and Sylvan Lake there. And uh, he's been part of our bull program for, mm-hmm. for, and now now Terry Jones is running the cattle raffle. He's yeah, from what took over from his dad and Joe yeah, Dodd's running cool. for years too. And uh, and it's uh, it's gone back to Terry wanted to take it on because he wanted to be part of his history with yeah with the, his dad being there. And, yeah, and uh, and I I buy I, Terry just gives me the rain. I buy the cattle. Yeah. And uh, we, we got our bulls all lined up, and we put them right in our lower pasture, and yeah, turn the bulls out the, when the rodeo starts, and and uh, make it work. And they usually, the, the, a lot of times they take the cash, but sitting there now, well, we've had some pretty good ranchers win the cattle, <laughs> yeah. So they've taken them the last few years. But my first year working at at the at Pinocchio doing the music the whole week, uh, Amber Swedge and I yep. bought a ticket, and then we got drawn into the finals, and I I got to say. I was talking on the radio to the feature guys. I was like, "Guys, what do I do? Do I take the cows? Do I take the do I take the cash?" I was like, "What?" A, my heart was racing. I was like, "Oh man, I hope I can." Could you imagine if we go and win win that thing? It would have been a heck yeah. of a deal. But there's been a lot of people. You've had had your name drawn a couple times, Donnie. Uh, just once, but once. The, the best. And when I hear the cattle raffle, I always go back and uh, the story. And uh, Billy Kaler announced there for probably yeah. thirty years. Yeah. And him and Les McIntyre bought a ticket every year together. And Billy ended up passing away. Yep. And the next year, Les put on the ticket, Billy Kaler and Les McIntyre, and he won it. Yep. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it I was didn't a, know that was the story. It, it, yeah. I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. It was the, right? the best really? story of the cattle raffle. Like he, really? For 25 years or 30 years, they bought a ticket together, and then Billy passes away, and Les still put it under Kaler and McIntyre. No way. And he won it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, was pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, it was good to see that. Wow. I can't. We can't. Board members can't buy tickets. So. Yeah, it'd be a bit of a conflict, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I I could give you some advice, so if you <laughs> <laughs> might know a guy that knows I'll, something. I'll have to call. I'll have to put a call in. Yeah. Um, what What other kind of things? Like, I'm just trying to think. Like, what other kind of stuff is Pinoka? I want to say invented in the rodeo world, or or because there's nobody else that has a cattle raffle like that. Like that's unique to anywhere I'm I'm thinking of. Uh, 
the long score is long quite score, unique. That was one of Tom Butterfield's. Really? He wanted it in Butterfield's, and they run that. That end is run by Blake and his son. Yeah. And uh, they run that, and uh, the long score is, is really, it changes their com- them cowboys coming up. Absolutely. And, you know. and then um, you guys might have to explain a bit to more, more to me on it, and I'm still learning how it works, but there's a, is there a hand-pulled barrier still that's like still one judge well, pulling the barrier? Like, I don't get down to that. You don't yeah, get to, I think that's I, not in Donnie's kitchen. <laughs> not but, his department. But somebody was telling me about this the other day, and I, I, like, somebody who's listening that's on the time event side, you guys got to fill me in a bit more here. But, the, but there's actually a judge that hand-pulls the barrier when he sees the, the steer or calf get past the barrier line. So there's a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, human interaction on the barrier right. side of things. It's kind of... A whole nother wild card where yeah. if well, it could how does be your like, clock work you run the clock don't you uh sam sam runs the clock based on the uh but that's still based on it's got to be some brenda and mackie doing the yeah doing the because they got to push the button to start the yeah to start and stop the time like there's yeah. there's a lot of variable variables that are different in Pinocchio than a lot of places right well it's it's a different you know and i it's it's a good question because i i don't get down there down we, watch just, it. we gotta have have blake uh some of the butterfield crew tell us more about how that all yeah, works he'll tell at you at some point yeah but but what else what else though like there's the the sweets like nobody has that number of sweets like no. that was kind of something you guys have pioneered in canadian yeah. now rodeo, was, uh, i was rodeo. president when we uh Built the first set of suites and above the buck shoots? And shoots, yeah. Above the shoots, yeah. Because the first grandstand was the big one, I'm assuming. Yeah, then and the, that was in like the and, 80s or uh, late uh, early 90s. We built that. Early just 90s. Looking at I was it. born in 1990. Yeah, that was right there, and uh, uh, and it was a <laughs> we we went, went where were we going to put tear the old one down? Where are we going to? We can't take that bathroom out because it's we need that bathroom. We we should have tore, tore the bathroom out. Should have. Because we moved the grandstand so many feet. Because of the bathroom. Because of the bathroom. That you tore down three years later. Yeah, yeah, we did anyway. But (laughs) we have the longest run on the wagons, uh, you know, our our home stretch. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's quite exciting because it's so long. It's so long. Oh, and so can you? It's a game changer for the wagon guys. Oh wow! You know, they got a lot of room to. How wide's the track? Oh, it's well, it's four wagons, so it's it's. I would say the track would. What, what is it? Is there a standard length, width? Uh, the width is probably the, the same, you know, in most of them. Yeah. Similar? You know, okay. Yeah, uh, the, the only thing is, is uh, it's coming out of the arena. I think one time you had to change that corner. Yeah, we had a poster it, that they were uh, kind of rubbing into once. Yeah. Oh, it got too yeah. close. You had to change it out. Yeah, we're yeah. coming off the, and out onto the rail. Yeah. Hmm. Now we've put, uh, we've added what we got? How many shoots we got now? Twelve, uh, fourteen, right? Fourteen, 14 shoots. We got yeah. eight, and so six. we just put our new shoots in last year. Which side has eight? Right hand delivery. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has that always been that way? No, it was six and six. Oh, yeah. it was. So we got more on the rights now. Yeah, yeah. and we can we can uh, drop out of the front end of them now. Yeah, which is big instead of backing them out. Yeah, if we yeah. Could, we got something going yeah. on, so it's it helps speed up the road and it's oh yeah when we can load more. And but brand it was a brand new set of shoots this last year, so you guys didn't just up the prize money, but there was more prize money and a new set of bucket shoots. Yes, a, a and, whole new and, load up alley like. And we did the, the we did the big new beer guards, the dance hall. Yeah, holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, but so what other things though? Like there's no not many other places that have 14 bucket shoots. Uh, the different sets of suites. So it was a big grandstand. Then it was the bucket shoot. Yeah. Uh, suites and grandstand. Then it was the suites on the south uh, east yep. corner, and you kind of built a couple every year and continued to build that yep. out. Then it was the Wild West suites is the latest addition. 
but then you have the dance hall that we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, the biggest screen in rodeo in Canada. The yeah, uh, the rooftop bar in the Wild yeah, well, West that's, Suites. That's, that's another thing we got to talk yeah. about. That rooftop bar is a, it's got a 360 degree view of the town. And, uh, and, and the racetrack for yeah, wagon fans. A lot of big events held up there. It holds three or 400 people. So there's a couple of big companies that just take it for their customers for the day. And uh, and it's it's amazing. We're probably thinking about putting some kind of a, a, a screen on it or a, a close it in for use it more for receptions and weddings and oh yeah and stuff year throughout round. the year because we we do our stagecoach is booked solid all year round for weddings and and lots of activities and then this new day our new dance hall it's called uh no let me think i what do we call the new dance hall oh it's called uh something about showdown dance hall. the showdown the showdown dance hall yeah that's right yeah showdown dance hall and that's going to be another place to host events so it's, it continues on and on and on and we, we're not done we got more land we bought now so now we're gonna put more camping and parking and and uh it just it goes on and on so any more buildings going up what, what's the next no, plan i think we're, for a while? we're probably looking at putting on some more room for the midway and maybe building some more that old washroom out front that we still have is probably time for it to go and yeah. But you never can get enough washrooms when you get that many people. you got to realize... Yeah, 12,000 people. Yeah. Then you got to have people to clean everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's all... We spend a ton of money on, on uh, you know, the, our, our waste disposal and our... But everything's clean. If you, if you come to that rodeo grounds a week after, you won't find a paper anywhere. We have crews yeah. that come pick so it up. So clean. Every day. I've, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen trash on there at all. Yeah. Even behind the bucket chutes. Like, it's immaculate. No, when we we hire a crew, and that's what they do. They yeah. clean the suites, the grandstand, and there's no papers, and you won't see a can or nothing around. But yeah. there's garbage, it, there's garbage cans everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. just like Disney World. Yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, interesting how that works. But Frank Mickey's been our kind of our our main foreman out back there, and he he's 96 years old, and uh, yeah. he still runs ship back yeah. there yeah <laughs> and he's got two guys with him all year round that are are full maintenance and like there's looking after like things. we you know he's got a lot of some rodeo grounds you look at them we cut the weeds and we have the yeah. it's mowed like a lawn yeah like some but sometimes rodeos are trying to get that done like the week of because they only do it once a year and it's all a volunteer crew and the committee's yeah. already kind of, everybody's busy and yeah. like you got to have these people in place to do stuff year round if oh, you're yeah. going to have a, no, an event of this we've caliber. Come and we've got, we've, now we've got two uh, girls in the office. We've got Leslie and, yep. and Brooke, Brooke, right? Brooke right, yeah. right now. So that's been great. It's just, they're there all week. Yeah. All year. All the time. Yeah. Three six bills to pay and it's, uh, you know, it's an ongoing operation with the rent of the, the new buildings. And mm -hmm. I think once we get the closed in up in the rooftop there, we're probably gonna have that event center open more. And we, we've got the high school rodeo that comes in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and events every week in the Ag Center, in the Calnash. Calnash all the is all, all week. always yeah. Yeah. With that said, what are you guys doing south of the Calnash Center? What's the plans there? That's where we're gonna do, put more camping and parking. More camping. But straight south is gonna be an outdoor arena. Oh, an outdoor arena? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we need another one. Yeah, you another know, we, warm up pen. We, we try not to get our arena too much. We, like we got the high school rodeo and the, the local clubs can go there, but we like to keep our arena, in the, the Bain Arena. Yeah. The ground is very, 
If you don't, if Fickle. I, people don't understand. There's two types of ground we have to run. We got the rodeo side, and, and then the truck got, wagon side. And we bring, we bring and they're the totally different. Up and they're down for each event, and it you got to you can't just let anybody else run a tractor in there. And we got to be part of that when we do that. But yeah, but they need another outdoor arena, and right by the Ag Event Center, which is going to be a good. Well, they can. You know, have some barrel racings, and then I can yeah. have whatever. Probably have some shoots in there, I think, probably. I don't know what the board is. You already sold your old ones, though. Yeah, we sold them. <laughs> they, sold, <laughs> they actually brought more than I think we paid for. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's inflation over uh, over 30 years of bucket yeah, shoots, were. right? But they, yeah. they, there's a lot of history, a lot of champions come out of them shoots. Well, want, Some guys just wanted to own them. Yeah, I, be, I believe it. Yeah. The, okay, so talking about that... Um, one story I wanted to for sure get to was uh, was Dan Mortensen oh, yeah. and the crew uh, um, coming from Greeley, or what was it? The, yeah. You guys had to get a plane, because I was talking with Terry, that I saw Terry Jones the other day, and he's like, yeah, we had to get that plane the one time and, and get those guys up there, but there's got to be so many stories, but let's start with that one. Well, it's, it's, it goes, Dan was traveling at that time with, I always sponsored the Hay Boys, Roddy and Danny, and... Oh, that's right, the, the VJV yeah. was on the shaft for, for yeah, years. Yeah, I gave them my airplane yeah. to run around. yeah. Which wasn't Holy cheap, smokes. but it was fun, and they wore the VJV, my company's logo. But uh, anyway, for to get back to our circle, we overlapped Greeley and uh, Dan. And it's Cowboy Christmas for those that don't yeah. know, so it's and kind so of a busy time of year. So there was, I think Roddy and Denny and uh, Dan were, were trying to get back, and they phoned. They said we 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 can't. We get somebody's got to get a, get us a plane. So I st- I talked to Gary Harbin and a few in the board, and I said. What do you think? And he said, "Well, I can get a Learjet. It'll bring them back." Okay, well, and I don't know what a Learjet technically is. Like well, it's that's a, it. It's like a eight passenger, six passenger yeah. jet that goes as fast as the big boys. Oh no shit! Like yeah. seven, five yeah. or six hundred yeah. miles an hour. Holy and, and back at that time, it was about, I think, to get the jet one way was twelve thousand dollars. Twelve grand. Yeah, but oh. I, then we got some guys in the board. We all chipped in on from our businesses and. Uh, Flew him back in. I organized everything on it. And yeah. He Dan come in. He was in tenth hole. Yeah. Coming last into place. the final. So when the smoke all cleared, he'd won. He come out and he won that. He won the buckle. Won the won the short go. Yeah. And he he come up and he said, "I've never had somebody treat me like that, like a board and and." And it that organized. Says, I, I just didn't think we we're going to make it. And coming in tenth hole, I just thought it, I'm not going to make it. And when I got him in there, he come after he won the buckle. He give it to me. And he says, "This is for you." And I said, "I, I can't take." He says, "No, I want you to have <laughs> that." And he wrote a nice card on it, and uh, I got it in my bar. Yeah, at the, and at then the house. It was uh, it's just the way we kind of roll there. That's the way we do. Yeah. And then, uh, and after that, the Hay Boys took over the plane. Dan was part of it, and Glenn O'Neill and. And uh, Luke Butterfield was on there, and uh, I, it was kind of a whoever wanted to be on that plane was make it work. Well, Denny Roddy was a, he was the organizer. He he had his traveling group. So so they got to fly around everywhere in your plane all the time. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, they went all over North America. Who's the pilot? I went through quite a few of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had lots of good pilots, but no, they. I think Roddy could fly that plane. He was always in the front. He liked that kind of stuff. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, and I told uh, one time there's a good story too. Is I, Roddy phones. He says we're we're heading in. Somebody come pick us to the airport. I said, yeah, we'll just buzz the rodeo grounds. Yeah. And we'll get go somebody. by and say hello. Yeah. We'll know when you're there when so, you fly yeah, so over. So Roddy says, <laughs> to, to, we had a kind of a 
uh, crop spray and pile at that time. He's kind of a stunt guy. Yeah. He says, how, he says, how low can uh, you guys want to go? And Roddy says, let's split the grandstands. Oh, boy. And they come over, and they were... Right. They, they, and all of a sudden, my phone rings, and what's that? And I, whose plane was that? And I said, I don't know. Well, I went out and picked them up. <laughs> yeah. and then, then, I, then the next week well, How later, low were we talking? Like, did they actually split the grandstand? They didn't actually do that. It, it, it scared the heck out. Uh, like, you thought they were crashing into everybody? Yeah. Well, they, well oh, I think the grand entry girls are ducking and diving. Yeah, no kidding. It, like, oh, I jumped gosh. out of my boots. I didn't know where it come from. I mean, it doesn't take much to scare you anyway. No, but, but then I know <laughs> Next week, but. I get a call from the from Department the government? Oh, DOT. Yeah, DOT phones me and... Uh, yeah, your plane uh, registered a little bit and low I, uh, and I had altitude. To, and I was thought, oh, well, boy, I'm going to get... This is going to be the end of it. And I said, you know, it's been a tradition. If you want to get picked up at the airport, you, you buzz the grandstand or buzz the rodeo grounds. That was always the way we did it. Before of telephone, so yeah, it's a tradition. You know, so yeah. we just had that happen. And I had to explain it to him, and kind of finally it went away. Then I said, I said after the pilot, I said, what did you do? And he says, well, Roddy told me to do it. And I said, what did Denny say? Denny was shitting his pants in the back. He's <laughs> <laughs> Denny didn't like flying. Oh, uh, man. No, Denny didn't like flying. I think uh, Dustin Flunder was on that plane, too, that time. He oh, said, really? Yeah, it was. His, they've had lots of stories of that plane. I could tell you lots more. Oh, and then I gave him a truck once through the Hey Boys. Bad idea. Uh, <laughs> bad idea. I, and Danny, I get a call once. This is another good story. I get a call once, and they got this new Ford truck. I get a call from company and, truck. Yeah, yeah, VJV and Hey Boys on it, and it's going to call on the Colorado, and it's uh, Danny on the phone. I said, what's, what's wrong, from, Denny? From Denny's number or from an undescript number that he's <laughs> stuck somewhere? No. <laughs> it's his number. He says, I had a little accident with the truck. I said, what happened? He says, we kind of tipped it over. And I said, tipped it over? <laughs> he says, yeah. And I said, well, everybody okay? And he said, oh, yeah. No, we just tipped it back. The police are here. And, uh, and they've got to verify that you own this truck. And I said, okay. And he says, uh, I said, you guys been drinking? He said, "No, we did. We got rid of all that, but they were a bit of sipping." Uh oh. So anyway, the state trooper gets on. He says, "You, Mr. Vold?" And I said, "Yes." Is this your truck? Yes. He says, "These two boys in this truck, they're sponsored by you." And I said, "Yeah, they are." And I, he says, "Do you happen to know?" He says, "Are you in any relation to Harry Vold?" And I said, "Yeah, it's my uncle." <laughs> he says, "He's a very fine gentleman." He said, "I'm gonna let these boys off the hook. They're gonna go." So I said, "Well, good. Thank you." And the, Holy. that was the end of that. But then the next uh, couple hundred miles, they hit a deer. And oh, then man. they uh, they tipped it over again somewhere in the uh, east. Oh, and then geez. finally they're bringing it home, and they come across the line. And it's pretty Roddy phones up. me, and he says, uh, we got we hit a deer. I said, coming home. I said, how bad is it? Well, he says, it's not. It doesn't look bad, Blair. I said, well, drop the truck at the market, and I'll get it fixed. So I oh, come boy. in the morning, here's the truck, dented all over, <laughs> the front end blown, the, the side window tape on it, duct oh, tape no. with plastic. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, it was, didn't look bad, though. Oh, jeez. Nansen got the truck after the end. They just wore it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this was like three months in, or? Yeah. It wasn't that long. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. long. But then they got the, I switched them to the airplane. Yeah. They even had fights it in the airplane. Cheaper. There was little holes in the airplane. I said, what happened here? And well, he said, we got in a fight up there in the air. Somebody, in the air. Somebody tried to hit somebody and hit the hit their hit, 
head and busted up. Put a hole in the plane? On the plastic inside. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but anyway. Jeez. And you kept sponsoring these yahoos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're good friends of mine. They actually, like another, uh, Danny worked for me at the market in between. He didn't have he didn't uh, have nowhere to go, and he stayed at our house for quite a while, and he worked the ring. And after about a month in the fall, he says, how does a guy get paid around here? And I said, what do you mean? Don't you put your time card in? He said, I've never had a job. <laughs> <laughs> said, really? So I had to go in and tell him how to get put his oh, card no in. Oh, no way. Uh-oh. Never had a job before in his life. No. Unbelievable. And, and Roddy, he kept winning them big checks of them 50000 and he'd just buy another, he'd buy another quarter of land, and he had a cat, and he'd clear it. And, oh, really? Yeah, and he built up, a, he's got a good-sized cow herd right now. and Up in Wildwood? Yep. Yeah, he's got a nice oh, really? place. Yeah, yeah. Roddy was kind of if Roddy wasn't around, Danny wouldn't be at rodeos because Roddy booked him. He, he entered him everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They were quite the pair of them too when they traveled together. Holy smokes! Yeah. And they fought. Well, they're brothers, so obviously they would fight. Oh yeah, that's well, just they, usual. Donnie knows yeah, that. I flew yeah. flew over with him to Regina once, and I got some cattle buddies over there that was I this aggravation? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, the so fall I, rodeo. Yeah, I took. Yeah, and well, Wayne had the rodeo anyway, so. They drew two horses of Wayne's that were boom, boom. You know, I, I, we're betting on, we're having a big bet in the suites. With a little the, Calcutta, some might say. Yeah, I mean, not a little one. This was a big one. Like, the winner would get 5000 <laughs> So you got to, you had to pick two. So I picked Danny to win and Roddy second. That's exactly what happened. Oh, really? So oh, dang. I, come on, I think back then they won 1500 or whatever to win it. You won 5000 I won five. So I get in the plane and. I showed him this, and holy shit, you win more than more than us yeah. in the rodeo. Yeah, but I think I split it with him and give me some money half. Oh man, yeah. No, that's we had so many memories of them boys, and they now now look what they got coming up as a yeah generation. So, but it's it's been been a good ride with them. Um, so going back to the Pinocchio Stampede side of things, mm-hmm. there's got to be some other stories. Like maybe we should go down the down the line here. Talk with Donnie. What's your uh, fondest memory of the Pinocchio Stampede. I got, I got a, I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I never thought about this, but I'm, I'm wondering what, what has been one of the uh, most memorable parts for you over the years. Well, can the, be a couple the, things. The, the big thing, you know, Pinocchio is, is I look so forward to that showdown. It's the best bear, rough stock, you know, the whole rodeo is. But boy, when you get all those good four guys and the best horses. You know, like over the years, I've seen such great bareback rides and saddle bulk rides. Jake on the big black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Calgary's. Hey, Jake, yeah. old hometown guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the Bronc riders. Yeah. No, that's got to be the, the highlight for the you. highlight for for me for Pinocchio is those final four guys getting on those Broncs and Bulls and Bears. And yeah. There's been some, like even Orrin Larson this year in that ride, he made yeah. a, one heck of a ride. Like yeah. it was great. And, so that's probably that is that's it for you highlight well and then actually when bobby Pugh was cracking gates it was always good watching him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that one year there <laughs> that horse stalled in the chute 
And Bobby comes up and he slaps that horse in the butt. Oh no! Did it kick him in the chest or something? Kicked him in the head, knocked him out cold. Oh like no he way! Just laid there. Oh no! And then one other time, another horse kicked him. Like there, there's a guy with nine lives. So yeah, I did retire, watching him. I had to retire him when he got sixty-five. I said, oh, man. Bobby, he had, I put him as a judge in the woman's bronc ride. Yeah, and that's where he sits behind the chutes now. And yeah, a little he's, safer. He's a safer bet, but dude, oh man, that's great. Dwayne, what about yourself? Well, I just like to see a well-oiled machine, and that's exactly what Pinocchio Stampede is. I mean, right from the best volunteers to their board of directors, everything just runs smooth there. And you get the long score. It's just a real good experience for everybody. And as far as what happens at the party after at the parties, I can't tell you about it. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many. Well, I feel like I, I met you, Dwayne. I don't know if this is if I'm remembering right or not. It was probably either at your house when I was in the junior bull riding side of things or... It might have been at the Jamboree, one of the first years when I was there in the junior bull riding side of things. But I always remember having a good time around Dwayne, whether it's at Pinocchio or at his house or at the at the at the Jamboree. We're always staying up a little too late usually, and have but having a lot of fun. Every anytime we're hanging with Dwayne, it's always a lot of fun. It was so fun, much fun watching the generations come up through the bull riders and knowing who's who's going to be the next one and stuff like that. And the people at the Big Valley Jamboree, they t- treated us great in the Camaros Regional Exhibition. It was awesome. Uh, the one we had at the house, I just loved it. But yeah. We Chase had so Hardy much Memorial. fun, but we it, we, we, it, it outgrew us. And Vicky's really happy there isn't sawdust in her house anymore because <laughs> well, all the guys will come up to our house and play and oh, man. be a party. <laughs> like, I remember, uh, I remember seeing one time, uh, actually, he's the rodeo administrator of the CPRA now, I think. Tanner Gerlitz, one one day we were ride, all riding there, and I think I, was, I wasn't even old enough, but I remember going back there in the morning to get a car, and Tanner was on a quad, and he hadn't gone to bed yet. <laughs> he crashed this this quad into a tree, and he was backing it up, and he was having a pretty, pretty yeah, large Yeah, he time. took the side-by-side and sunk it. <laughs> so then he, he went out and got up into my garage, and I had an old 74 VW Beetle. Oh, so he, no. thought, he thought maybe he could pull it out with that, so he's oh, running it down there. This all happened at night. I didn't see none oh, of it. No. So, but yeah, <laughs> that's the stuff a lot that of, happened. A lot of fun, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, going back to Pinocchio, though, Blair, you were on a roll there with a few stories. I want to keep on going on there because there, could, there could be, like, no end to these different pieces. Or, like, even Donnie, like, what about – a couple of memorable rides, like just what stands out to you that way, or or Dwayne, like if you got some in your head on some some of your guys' bulls, like that one that Lonnie made, uh, not this year but last year, like that was one of the best bull rides I've seen live ever. Like there's just so much cool stuff that can happen when you match those guys up with the top stock in a place with huge money. Like it, it's just it's stuff that you don't get to. Uh, like it's it's a format mixed with the atmosphere, mixed with like. So many, like the stars are aligning, but you, you guys are creating this thing in, in Pinocchio. Well, it's, you know, and a big shout out to my father-in-law, Ralph Vold, because it, it, he, he had these Burton cows that he bought off Fred That's Burton true. way yeah. back when, and he was such an essential part of making the bull lines better in Canada. That was years ago, but the boys, the, the new stock contractors, they've got blood coming from everywhere, and the bulls are exceptional. Bull riders are getting better, and uh, that's the way the sport's supposed to go. It's true. So, and and now, and we, we, we can compete at a world level with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. And Brazilians are tough, though. <laughs> Donnie? Well, 
I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking like on the on some of the best rides or some of the other fun oh, stories. Oh yeah, like, like uh, starting, starting, even starting to camp. Like that's one of the most fun parts of Pinocchio for us too is getting to camp with you and, and hang out in that area yeah, too. Right? The crew like, that all comes up and right? helps There's with such me. a such there, a community there. Yeah, the atmosphere is that's what it is. Right, the Pinocchio the Stampede's got an atmosphere that's top. You know, like and everybody, like even the your the people that are helping, her, it's all exciting. Uh, for me, you know, over the years, you know, I used to jump in the shoots with a lot of those kids in the well, steer ride. That's riding. how I started. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so how I met you to go yeah. to your school. After and so fact. I that's got right. to watch them through the steer riding and coming right up. And then there they are, like, you know, Logan and Dawson. Yeah. They were riding steers at Pinocchio Stampede. That's true. Yeah. And then there they are making these unbelievable bronc rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the people and everything. It's uh, it's it great. It goes you back. Brought to a lot of big cow or a lot of cowboys come through your school. Yeah, well, uh, there's you a lot, a lot of, of cowboys yeah. have come to the ranks of the Johansson School, and you still run it today. Yeah, I still go out and help Scott Schiffner and Jesse Torkinson on it, and they have the school at Rimby. But uh, no, Pinocchio, like is it's like I say, we, we all need them. They're very important to the rest of the rodeos in Canada. True, yeah. and the CPRA. That's the the best thing about Pinocchio. Just keeping the sport alive. Yeah, we just, it's a really it's a cowboys rodeo, and uh, yeah, like to keep it run that way. by the cowboys. Run by the. It's run by a bunch of good businessmen. A lot of them were cowboys, mm-hmm. like Joe Dodds was on the board, you know, and the the Dodds family was a big part of town. John Dodds was one of my heroes. I, he was one of the nicest guys, and uh, uh, you know, God was a, he worked for me too for a little bit, but. And God, I thought he was one of the best bull riders I'd seen out of our town or our country. Yeah, for sure. He was, he was my idol when I was rodeoing. He, I got to rodeo with John yeah. and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was a heck of a bull rider. Yeah. And I remember Jerome Robinson saying, you know, that he could have been the world champion a couple oh, of times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. John. Yeah. And he just, John just, he was easy going and he'd travel, and, but he didn't go hard. You know, yeah. or, you know, Donnie Gay would enter 170 rodeos, you know. Yeah. And John, John would, would go to 50, maybe. Yeah, 80 or something. You but know. you look at out of, out of the CFR, how many contestants come out of Pinocchio. And some lots are making their homes there now. Yeah, probably more than anywhere. Yeah, we have a send-off, and we give them all a quote, and uh, Pinocchio Stampede does. That's at, at the Hall of Fame every four CFR. And uh, a lot of, it's just a testament of what we try to keep the sport back and, and grow up with the, these young kids coming up. And there's some pretty... Pretty good talent out there right now, as you see. When you even see the NFR now, what kind of talent we got coming yeah. out of Canada? We're we're right there. How many how many of the kids at the NFR this year went to your schools, Donnie? If you got like, I'm just assuming probably Jared, probably Jordan. Jared and Jordan. I know Jordan was there one year. I was, I think. Oren Larson went to our bull riding school three years. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and rode bulls pretty good. Yeah. So did, did his brother Tyrell, who yeah, also made. Yeah, they it were here. both bull riding. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> and Kane too. Kane was good too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about even some of the t- the rope and the ropers end up going to your school too at, at times? I don't know if uh, Bueller would well, ever went to one, but no, I don't. Bueller didn't. Uh, didn't. But you know, uh, yeah, there's oh, Logan and Dawson. They both went to schools. Went to our school Zeke twice. Too? Yeah, Would Zeke, like Zeke, no, Zeke never did get never to our school, to school. But uh, Ben Anderson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And yeah. Colby Wanchuk and yeah. all them guys, you know. Ashbacker would have been there for sure. Uh, no, Ashbacker didn't come. Oh, really? To school, I guess they got their own stock, but yeah. still. But, uh, uh, wow. And it's fun to watch them grow up, for sure. Hmm. Um, 
Blair, I want to go. Uh, I want to ask you again. So on the show, one of the questions is always asking asking our guests what their definition of cowboy shit is. So I kind of I want to ask you what that is too. But I, I want to ask you what the Pinocchio Stampede means to you, though. What what is it? What place does it have for you? Oh, it's been a big part of my life, you know, for that many years, and just to grow up and in, in the, not only with the Stampede board, but as part of a, our old history as rodeo. And my son taking over, like, and, and being so successful on that side just makes me proud, you know. To and uh, I had a great relationship with my uncle Harry, and Wayne and I are, you know, we're very very close. But it, it's just been a just a just be a real sport to be involved in and we're watching the western lifestyle continue on and showcase that to the people in the world and hope we can continue as you know some rodeos can't operate in certain areas now and I, it disappoints me that they shut these places down over something where it's such a well-regulated sport and animals are well looked after and and it's a lot of family values there and ranchers ranching history with with uh, with all these families so I, I I just like to be part of that and it, it's just been and it's just been an honor to be on that board you know to be on a Pinocchio Stampede president been more of an honor to me too so and what and what's the why on the on the as as a board member you're a volunteer too so what's the why behind it what how did you how did you get Going on it, like I know I've kind of asked my this dad, already, but my dad, your dad, yeah, yeah, my dad was. And so you're kind of forced we, into it. We had work parties. The old boys went and drank beer, and the boy and the kids went. And you did guys the had work. to do actual work. <laughs> that was the work. <laughs> or your, my dad said, "You're gonna come put barrels or set up barrels for the wagons, and yeah, you had to go pick rocks when you had to pick rocks, and they shorting him, and some of them guys go drink beer and watch us pick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Supervising Terry Jones, that's one yeah. of them too. Oh man. And and so, what's the future look like? As far as I know, we've kind of talked about this a little bit too. But but next generation board members are already there with you know with uh, with I guess Trevor would be a third generation. Yeah. And his kids are pretty young still. But yeah. uh, but you've got it's Reed Butterfield. He'd be similar no, age Cole. to Cole. 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 Yeah. He's uh, Blake's son. Yeah. So that's and he's third. running the the time event side, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Blake Blake's still on the board, and we've you know Greg was on the board for all Butterfield and. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm, Nansen's probably going to be on the board. Some point too. Some some point too. That'd be so third generation there too. Fourth. 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 Yeah. Oh, fourth. Holy smokes. Yeah. I we need to put an appendix on this show with the tr- family tree. Mm-hmm. I think I need to get some explanation on who how everybody fits together. And Brenda tried to tell me one time like how it all worked, but I I uh, there's a lot there. Well, my brother, my dad had four brothers. Yeah. It so Norm, it's uh, Norman Clifford. Harry and Ralph. My dad was the youngest brother. Okay. And they've all passed away. Yeah. You know, when Clifford was, he was a cow- cowboy. He rode Bronx and Pinocchio. Yeah. Harry, as you know, was a was stock contractor in Canada. and not Then moved to the U.S. Then he moved to the U.S. And, and uh, his son is Wayne. Yeah. And uh, we can't not talk about our famous cousin, Doug Vold. Doug, yeah, world record holder. <laughs> 95 points. <laughs> On uh, transport in, in uh, Metal Lake, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. 1979. God, you got right? you got it right on. <laughs> and then my other cousins that I got uh, are all were stock contractors in the states and on Harry's yeah. side. And of course, uh, you know, we got Jake. He's old, uh, won the and Canadian three times. He's so a is that second cousin. He was. How does Wayne put it? 
they always say, well, how's Jake Vold related to you, Wayne? Wayne says, when I first saw him, I told him he's some third, fourth cousin. And he says, when he started winning, he said he'd become my cousin. And now he's, he's yeah, he's my son. He's my son. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, well, he said. <laughs> and then we got now. So, but he, but. Jake's grandpa is Cliff, is that right? No, Jake's grandpa is uh, Bill. Bill, he just passed away. He lived to almost 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, oh, Clifford it. is Brenda's dad, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, and now we got Nansen coming up, and he's got Jaden. Yep. And uh, it looks like uh, He's a big bull, bull, uh, bull guy now, too. Yeah, Apple's not going to fire too far from the tree there. That kid's... Knows he's into which it. delivery and which bulls go where, and I just phone him anymore to find out. He's got all the info. Yeah, he's got everything. He's only thirteen, but he's he's actually like he's twenty three. Well, and Nathan just sold a couple bulls. They just sold a yeah, couple bulls he, over in Vegas this last week. Too, yeah, right? well, you went and watched it. Actually, he was he got what he thought. There just a couple bulls that were little. You know, he's got some solid ones. Yeah, he wasn't said, Blue Magic, was it? No. No. That one's one that one's one worth that a lot. Yeah, that yeah. one's staying in the pen. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Which one, one did they sell then? I don't know. What's that? Which one did they sell? Did you guys sell I, then? I, 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 I seen the names, but I he says we, like Jennifer said, it's we had too many bulls. Oh yeah. You got another. You need a lot of bulls. Hundred and thirty-five. Well, he's got. He can yeah, run three. Events. He can run three outfits. You know, At one can, time. Yeah. Yeah. And and because yeah. they uh, bought up the. Curtis too, like the outlaw yeah. side of the yeah, bull the side. Yeah, the only outlaw bucker side on the bull side too, yeah, right? So yeah. and a lot of the horses, like they're kind of getting in the horse business. A yeah, we're just too, uh, right? Nance is just starting this, and he's got well, Elvira. That's uh, him and Nansen and Hanson and Doug's horse, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but I think Dustin Thompson named that horse, or maybe where did that come from? Dustin's I, got something funny about some horse have to names. Ask he's that got story. Something. I don't get quite a bit of the stories. Of oh no! Really, what goes? How on. many? How many bulls have you named? Or horses oh, over the years. No, like no? I've had a couple. Who's got, the name guy? Is that you, Dwayne? Are you a name guy? No, I'm not. At the not, start, I was. At the, the start, I was. But no. I remember in the middle, Nansen would. Keep I think Jaden names all the bulls. Yeah, Jaden probably does now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he 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 came to me with this bull name. He says, "I I said, what's this bull? Bohica. I go, Bohica. Why the heck would you call something Bohica? He says, "Well, it's bend over. Here it comes again." <laughs> <laughs> Well, but then there was a uh, who who had Dilly Gaff? Who was uh, who did that one come from? Was that a was that a Sawyer sure. bull? It probably is. I'm not sure. Yeah, but then you guys had Fig Jam. Fig Jam, Fig right? Was a you got to tell Jayden everybody about bull. Fig Jam. And what is the same did, thing? They named said, this one bull Bamf or whatever. We're well, called. Fig Jam was frick. I'm good. Just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got some crazy so, names. What else do we got to cover here? We do you want to talk of the in the cattle side a bit? cattle side of things a little bit too like i i don't know that world very well so i, oh, I didn't venture okay. into it too I, much, I, I, i've been retired now for coming up 10 years yeah and uh and the reason i we sold the market is number one i i'd been there quite a while yeah and uh and uh, nansen thought he he didn't he'd like to pursue the rodeo side so yeah and so, so that you went on to the i see yeah so i sold it to a very good family the thalen family uh henry thalen and and they front it right now, and I'm still part of it. I, yeah, I'm still there, active, and I we sell her. We just sold our cow herd out, uh, Dad's cow herd here last week before we come down. Yeah, and that was 30, 35 years of history there at Big Valley. We had Holy. a 500 head cow herd there, and uh, just had a very successful sale, and and that was the end of a 
era there too. And uh, so it's, uh, it, cattle has been on my other side of my life all the time. And it's great to see the cattle market the way it is now. I've never seen it so high. And I wish my dad was here to see these prices that we've, we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And uh, fits really well on the rodeo side of things. They're both, they kind of go, they both go together super hand in hand. Well, you have to help these guys along once in a while. So yeah. They don't just start. You've got to give them trucks these, and fly them on planes and yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, other things like that. But it's good to be part of it. Yeah, it does, it, you know, and Anson's got quite a herd building up there now. Yeah. He's just actually, he's uh, at Dad's place. We got the feedlot we used to feed the calves. Now he's taken that over and he's got his little bulls and his yearlings and, and his old retired bulls that are used for breeding. And yeah. it's kind of neat to see. And I've, and he's got his horses out back, so I, I like seeing that. The whole progression. Yeah, it just it just fits with our whole group, our should whole family. Operation. Start of another era. The, yeah. the next generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, should have asked you earlier, Blair, but there's a story, and if you look up Blair Vold, then you uh, <laughs> the first headline says Blair Vold kidnapped, and this was a this was a well, I, it was quite a few years ago now. It was probably 2008 or nine or eleven I or think, when was it? I think it was 2011 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That was quite a part of my growing up or my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, but is it still getting kidnapped when you're an adult, though, or is it getting adult? Like, is it it's not? Is it adult napped? It's a little bit different, right? Well, it was. A, I don't Grandpa know. Nap. What is it? Grandpa nap. You got Grandpa nap. Grandpa nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was. Uh, I live in. You know where I live, Ted. I was, I'm on yeah. a dead end road, and and I have cattle buyers staying with me all the time, and auctioneers, and. And rodeo cowboys and, and cowboys delinquents and of all sorts, yeah. sorts, right? Oh, yeah. Get some famous <laughs> ones, too. <laughs> but then, and it was after, it was, uh, our sales are on Wednesday, and uh, and uh, I'm, th- Thursday morning, I head out of my, one of the cattle buyers leaves first, and he phones me back and, and says, there's a tree across your road with a wire. And I said, what the hell? With a wire? Wire across, uh, barbed wire, stretched across your road past the, the corner here i said oh shit most of some of the somebody must horses must get out or the cattle got out and so i was the next to go so i headed out and here's the trees across the road and the wires still cry i thought just didn't take this down and how did yeah how did the other guy get out oh he cleaned it up okay yeah then he put it back this the kidnapper oh Oh, so when i get out of my truck to uh pull the log off from the wire back, this guy comes out of the bush with a mask on and coveralls and a gun, and he says, get on the ground, don't look around. And he said, don't look around. I was trying to look around. I said, I'm getting on the ground. He said, then he puts a hood over my head right away, which I said, oh, look, this ain't good. And then he takes my hands and ties them behind my back with a rope. And uh, And you've got a cell phone in your truck or something but you can't take I, it with i can't you. get it so i was I, drove, I had a cadillac escalade truck then so and uh, so he tied me up and he lifts me up and i said uh, what do you want money i said i got i got some money in my wallet not much i got a couple hundred bucks or whatever yeah and he said this ain't about that kind of money Uh-oh. so we threw him in the back of the truck laying on the seat in the back seat back seat of my Cadillac and he drove it just a few hundred feet up to the turn and he pulled in to the bush and uh, told me to get out and uh, moved me into his truck. He had it hidden in the bush there. Uh, on and, your driveway? Yeah, just around the corner from my driveway. So then he, he gets on his phone and he's pretending to talk to somebody 
And I couldn't, you know, you usually can hear something in the background on the phone, but I thought it's kind of funny because he said, I got him, we got him. And he said, yeah, yeah, I got him. And then he would hang up and then he took off and he said to me, he said, uh, you're a Blair of old. And I said, yeah. He said, I said, what's it about? He says, uh, I need, I'm going to, I want some money. You're going to have to phone and uh, get me some money. And I said, what do you need? He said, I want 300000 I said, I, there, you can't get 300000 I said, you know, you know. He says, yes, you can. You can, You got money. I know. I said, well, I can, I know I do get 300000 but I can't get it in cash. So he says, will you phone your secretary and, and, uh, Tell her you're buying some land or some make up some story, and uh, and tell her to get some cash ready. And then he starts driving, and he I, I you're in the back seat and your senses kick in. I knew about that country. I knew he turns left down the next road and he turns back on the highway, heading he, north. Heading no, he heads south and then he turned right and went past Wolf Creek and and I actually I took the police the next day right to the spot where he stopped and. Uh, in the bush way about five miles uh, west of Wolf Creek and he's because I couldn't see nothing so he but you uh, can remember where you are I, I knew where I was at I just kind of I just knew he turned left and right and anyway he gets off and I get on the phone and uh, phone my secretary and I said I'm Diana I said I'm buying some land I need some cash she says how much and I says well how much can we get well she said how much do you need and I said well how much can we get she says, well, I'll phone the banks and phone you back. So she phones me back in about 20 minutes. She says, you know, we got three bank accounts, three different banks, but banks don't carry that much cash anymore, Blair. He says, mm-hmm. they only had 5000 in each bank. I said, well, get better get it. I said, and I, she said, okay. So she goes down, gets the three banks. 15 she, grand, yeah. 15 grand, she gets it and phones me back. She said, I got the money. And she says, oh, I said, okay. She said, well, she said, first of all, she said, I can't go till 10 o'clock, the bank's open. But she said, I'll get it and be back. And in the meantime, this guy, kidnapper, says, well, you, how much you got limit on your credit cards? And at that time, I had like a $100,000 limit and two cards. So he takes off and uh, he says, we're going to go get some money out of your credit cards. So then he takes me to, uh, I knew exactly where we went again. He turns right again on the highway and he takes me to look home to the bank there and I give him my credit cards and he give him my pin numbers but I give him the kind of the wrong pin numbers but in the <laughs> meantime I'm getting my arms are getting again I'm kind of wiggling out he had tied yeah. me with a rope so I, I kind of loosened it up loosened it up and finally I got loose and he went and he went inside and he he said uh there's a truck pulled right up, and he's and he says, "These guys are coming to watch you." And this truck pulls right up beside me. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh boy!" So I finally got loose, and I and I thought I better not move. He said, "I'll get if you move." He said, "We're going to shoot you." So this truck pulls up, and all of a sudden, I hear this wife say, "Okay, honey, let's go." And it was just a he was just a couple. Just, yeah. Just, so he backs up. I get this, took my hood off, and I looked around, and I said. I'm exactly where I thought it was. Yeah, I looked around and I, uh, I said, I'm, in, I know where I'm at. So, he had the doors locked, and child locked in the back, but uh, he forgot to lock the one side. Oh. So I opened it and I come out, and just as I'm coming out, he's coming out of the bank, and I don't know what I went from 
scared shitless to, I'm going to kill you, you son of a bitch. So I oh, run geez. at him, and he pulls a gun out of his, and points it at me, and I turn around <laughs> and host and hit the gas station. I pull in there, and, and, uh. What, so where, where was this? This is Lacombe. In the Coleman, right, like right downtown, no, right on the, the main Highway 2A, right oh, in, yeah. just when you get in. So I run across to the gas station. I want run in there, and this, I there's this. Uh, the, the person running the tail there. Yeah, the yeah. tail. Uh, he says, uh, "I said I, I I need to call the police. I've just been kidnapped." And and the guy says, "I'll just I, I I can't allow you to use the phone, sir." And I yeah. and this lady beside me, she said, "You let him use the phone, my phone." And the police were right there, and yeah. this guy had taken off by then, and he, he, he tried to use the card again. And what task when he went up there, didn't get the money, and because you gave him a bad pin. Yeah, he didn't get nothing out of it. Nothing. But you knew who it was as soon as that. As soon no, as, I didn't know, I who, didn't it know was. who it was. I did, that, so then the police, they come and they. They think this is a hit on the family, so all the family has to evacuate. I got Cheryl had to get out of the house. We moved into Rick Orsby's house and Jane's in town mm -hmm. for it was a week, and uh, everybody was watched. All the family was until this guy. They they had him on the news, and after a week, he he finally turned himself in. His wife they said they showed this picture, and somebody reported it and said, "I know that guy," and so they went to this guy's wife and. Yeah, he's he's he can't be him. Is he's up north working right now? And he never was working. Never did have a job. He was living in the bush in Rocky. Oh, really? He just thought he can get some easy money. He'd followed me for about three, four days ahead. Holy smokes! But he finally turned himself in, and uh, then he went to court, and he got the judge given he got ten years. For, oh, really? For kidnapping. For kidnapping. He was out in three. Out in three. Yeah. Got to love our Canadian just <laughs> legal system, yeah. eh? But that was. Jeez. That was just a little part of my life. Holy smokes. And spooky. Yeah, really spooky. Yeah. Um geez, yeah, there's not a lot of people that like that is still kind of stuff doesn't happen a whole lot. Like any anywhere anywhere for that matter, yeah. let alone like in 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 Lacombe and Pinoca, yeah. Alberta. No, that's like I say <laughs> with you with storm, you know, keep that stuff with you. <laughs> yeah, keep the keep the mace around. Yeah. You don't think it's going to happen on your land, though, when there's some you're leaving your house in the morning, and yeah. it's kind of wild that there's another guy that leaves before you, yeah. and then this guy pulls his tree back out. and Yeah, and I forgot. In the meantime, Cheryl keeps phoning me, because I was you supposed to. You can't answer her, though. I couldn't, and and so she was wondering, what the hell? Did, he's supposed to phone me back and let me know what was going on, because she knew the wire was, and the log was across. So I, yeah. And then I'll, she didn't find out till after what happened, so. And they brought me right back from the police station. And it, it was on the news before I even got back home. Really? Yeah. I don't know how. And that there, there same was, day? And I got to the Lacombe police station. The the head guy there, he says, uh, you better go, go out the back door. With the police, police are here to pick you up. Because the front door, the the, the the news crews are here already. I yeah. said, how do they find out? He said that you got them news crews on the police scanners all the time. Oh, really? Because once they, when the police come to get me, they had the town surrounded. Oh, I really? Knew, I knew it was a silver truck and it was a Chev and yeah. kind of what it would look like. And they, they had the, but then the, the news crew was right there. And then, of course, it went. People ballistic. knew about it, yeah. Everybody knew about it all, all across Canada. So. Yeah. How, I think Dwayne was in Quebec then, at the St. Teague. Was that that? It was quite the phone call. Yeah. 
<laughs> with Norm Swen from Lamley. Oh, really? We were going over to St. Tite. And yeah, we were at the airport. Quebec City, and uh, we are looking at it through, or not Quebec City, we were uh, anyway, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. And we are going around looking at these statues and stuff. I said, Blair's been kidnapped? I go, that don't make sense. Did you hear from him or from the news? Vicky. Oh, Vicky called called you. me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I oh, and I thought, cool. well, that's not just doesn't sound right. But but he was already free by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were already about an hour, there. two hours. He held me. Held you up for two hours. Yeah. Holy smokes! And he never did meet the secretary. He went right to the bank. She to try went and, and got the money and yeah. was ready to deliver it. And uh, then the then police come up. to the market and uh, told her, and she, she just go poor, poor Diana. <laughs> oh man! So he didn't get a dollar. He got what? He took my wallet and got the money cash. Got a couple hundred the, bucks. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But you got a pretty good story out of it. Oh, yeah. I got quite a bit of story. Jeez. Yeah. A story I don't want to be involved in. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. I want him to write a book. There's more <laughs> yeah. stories than there's just that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was just the mo- the second most interesting thing to happen that year, probably. Because yeah. there, there's, the, there's the cattle story. You told me we got to talk about this uh, from the... Aleutian the, Islands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I run it uh, with my auction market. I started this Canadian satellite where we sell cattle on the video and yeah. and just kind of like what they do in the States. And they still do it presently now. It's all on the internet now. But we used to have it on the satellite. I had our own way out our own TV show. It was on the Lone Star Channel. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was approached by a, a, a fellow in Cochrane and he'd bought some the rights to the cattle on the Aleutian Islands that were left there from the Second World War. Holy smokes. They brought cattle what? up from Idaho to feed the troops because Dutch Harbor at that time was a big port. And it, it, a lot of people didn't know that was the other. When Pearl Harbor was bombed, Dutch Harbor was bombed at the same time. Where, where is Dutch Harbor? In Alaska. In off, Alaska? Off the coast. These Aleutian Islands go, if you look on the map, go way down off the Alaska, almost to Russia. Really? Yeah. So uh, they had these cattle and they'd just been in, interbred and, and grown on that island for years and they had a caretaker. They used to have sheep, but they, it rained so much that sheep wouldn't survive. But they had all these cattle and they bought the rights to these cattle. And there was, I think, 3,000 head there. Holy smokes. And they're all. So I, I flew up there and looked at the situation. They took in me out. In your plane or somebody else's no, plane? No, no. I flew commercial and then they chartered, chartered me into. Uh, into, the the, into Dutch Harbor, and then they flew me to this other island where the cattle were. Oh, and uh, it was, it was a, a, interesting. Once, once I, I said we'll do the deal, I flew back again and got a camera crew, and we went up, and uh, we uh, we landed on this island, and we we got on the horses. They had horses there, and we really? rode up across this Bering Sea when the tide went out, and followed these cattle up, and. And uh, and there, it's interesting in nature that that there was herds of bulls, you know, yearlings of older bulls together, and then you'd see a cow with a big some calf. They'd they'd breed every other year because they wouldn't wean their calf, and then they catch another year. So and then there's little calves, and it was quite a mixture of everything. So really, so they wanted to sell these cattle and ship them to. Uh, the mainland mainland and the only the reason they couldn't ship them to the united states because because of the jones act they had to come to canada it's some law that back way back like the hawaiian cattle can come to to north america but they got to come through vancouver they can't come and then they can distribute them and anyway so i get it i get this deal put together and i we put them on the satellite first and we sell them and i i sold them in the boat held about 1,500 head. 
So I had to go Holy. to I had to go to the banker, and I said uh, these guys didn't have the money. I said the boat wants a uh, million dollars up front <laughs> to, to ship them. Just to ship them. Holy shit! So the value of the cattle at that time was well, almost going to be double it, but the number of head we we're supposed to get. So we get the they got the cattle kind of rounded up, and and I flew back out there, and they. The one island we had was an army base there, and there, Bob Hope had performed there. There was a, really? still it was an old hangar with chairs still aligned where he performed in the, and, during the Second World War. Second World War, and the, would there oh, be some Cold War stuff there too? Oh much? yeah, no, just the Second World Second War World stuff. War. There's there's a, still the the bunkers and the not the bunkers, the places where all the soldiers stayed and the docks were still there. That's where we we're going to load the, the cattle smokes. on. So anyway, they get them get them rounded up, and they the old dock was get the boat up to it and they used the old ropes to make a fence along the docks and they <laughs> were chasing these cattle on the on the boat and they get on the boat and to go get on the boat and we had we had enough to fill the 1500 but then we they started getting wild and when they started moving them that they started jumping into the sea and we only got about uh, i think we had 900 head loaded out of the 1500 so that's all we could get. So I thought, yeah, I, I think I'm in trouble here, because I don't think I got enough money to cover all this. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not even worth the shipping. So on anyway, I Holy shit. I get them loaded and I get a. I I, I thought you know I I better phone Hartford Insurance and put some insurance on this in case the boat sinks. Then I'll yeah. really be in a wreck. So I phoned Kevin at Cornforth at Hartford and I said, I want to. You want to? Do something historic. I've got a boatload of cattle coming, and oh yeah, interesting. How much ahead? Do you want to charge me for insuring them, Kevin? Oh, let's do five bucks ahead or whatever. I said sure. So anyway, I get a boat report every time they're coming. The cattle, and then and I learned another thing: that the old cattle start sulking and they wouldn't eat or drink. And oh they, yeah, they and they're die. on there for quite a while. Well, they were it's only a four day trip, but they they had feed and water on the boat. Yeah, but they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't. They, wouldn't eat, they didn't drink. know what a feed was and what water uh, water was. So by oh, the time man. they got to Vancouver, they'd thrown over about another hundred head. Oh gosh! Yet uh, died. So shark food. Joe Dodds and I end up going out there and with the liners, and they back a up. lot of liners. A lot of liners, and we had to back them up and sort them because I sold them in different groups to different buyers. Holy crap! We had to haul them to the Abbotsford auction market, but and I remember we got all these liners lined up. The boat pulls in. We get ready to load, and then the whistle blows, and I thought, what the hell is this? And everybody starts walking away. The union, it's break. Oh, Switch, shit. Shift change. Oh, no. Shift change. So we had to wait another couple hours, and we got the back over. Finally, we got them loaded and sorted, and away they went. But I, I ended up buying one set of young bulls because I thought they were wild, and, boy, they'll buck. Yeah. <laughs> so I buy for bottom. We bucked them. We got one that bucked. Yeah. And Wayne took it once and bucked him in cameras. We called him an illusion. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> didn't they're all out. inbred Herefords and Shorthorns, and it was just. Anyway, then long story short, the the old cattle, they just died. They just, uh, Tony Shretsky, uh, he bought some. He's at that feedlot just out of town. He bought some, and they, they had to dig holes in the, the feed pens, put water in it. they just look at it. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't eat or drink. Eat or drink. They just died. Oh man. Yeah, when that's that was the saddest thing. I I would never do it again. And I, I thought I was mad at myself for doing it. And I just thought it was cruel. But mm -hmm. it was just them. You took them cattle away from their environment. Yeah. 
and uh, they just they were just mad at you. And Holy! They, and the little calves, they're only ones that survived. They didn't, they didn't know any different. Didn't know any different. But hmm. anyway, the banker told me he's he says, and at the end of the day, I didn't. I lost a little bit, but not not, not too bad. Could have been a lot worse. A lot worse. But it was a good experience for me. But it. It, uh, it, was, uh, it was a big endeavor back then. I guess. That'd yeah. be one of the bigger deals at the time for it? Like, oh, I, yeah, I that know. was a big deal. Like, big we were deal. selling lots of cattle. I, was, I, kept, well, I had the biggest auction market in Canada at the time. We were selling 250,000 head through the ring and another 150 on the satellite. And Holy shit. So we were moving a lot of cattle. So it was, it was, a, it was a big move. But it was fun. It was fun filming, filming with a helicopter because we couldn't get to them. And then them bulls would look up at you and shake their heads, and you know hmm. they're just. It was. It was. Did they have cowboys up there, or did you send guys up there no, to they gather? Had, they had cowboys. Yeah, they had horses. They hauled horses from, uh, from Alberta, up there. Holy! And, uh, to drive them to move them around. Yeah, and they always smokes. And they moved them around, but they, uh, the horses wouldn't eat the grass. Up there. The cattle survived on the grass and the ate at kelp in the winter. Off the shores. Off the shores. And it's kind of like a weed. Holy smoke. Yeah, but, it's a, in the sea, seaweed. Yeah, but the right? horses, we, they took up, they just about starved to death. They wouldn't eat their feet, and they had to Holy haul smokes. in hay. And it was... Uh, are, they, are there still any cattle there? They didn't end up, I think, putting a packing plant up there, which is a smart thing. And yeah. they've got a government grant, and now they're feeding the, the natives. Or the, I called them their Eskimos and stuff. Yeah. But there was wild horses up there, too, that were herds of them. Holy smokes! Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a history. I, I enjoyed the walking around, looking in all the old barracks. I took I'd be wild. Spent some cattle. I took one, two cattle bars with me and a film crew up to do it. And uh, and it was Cor Van Ray was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Bill Ballhorn and but they were going to make a documentary on it, and uh, they never did. And then they they phoned the other day and wanted to know where the footage is. So Diane Finstead is looking into it and seeing if she can get me. Oh, some. really? She's was part of RDTV. Yeah. She oh, worked so if I can get that footage and get that put together, it'd be a good good story. The I thought there was a lot of good videos this year at the Pinocchio Stampede. I thought Alicia did a really good job yeah. talking to uh, talking to Terry in one of the videos. You yeah. were in a couple of them. Yeah. Nansen was in some of them. But the, is it Fairy Bank? Is that what? What the original area was? Is that the what? Original rodeo started Fairbank out west of town. West of town. Okay. Yeah. So and, uh, probably closer by your place, Dwayne? Or? Yeah. 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 It's running right on the river. There. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had the rodeo out there. And then they had one out at uh, uh, Water Glen, or just south by where Uncle Clifford lived. Okay. That on the land right there. Uncle Harry, that's where he started his bucking horses out there. And is that close by where the golf course was or is? Or no, no. Then, different then, area? Then Harry had that land that round where Wolf Creek was. Yeah. That's where he kept his horses. Okay, I see. That's where that's where Harry had the, when he had the Canadian operation. Going. Oh, I see. And when did Harry go south? Why did he go south? Is there more opportunity there for him? Yeah, like, he had an opportunity a, to get down yeah. there and, and he was with butlers and survey and all yeah. them and they were getting, uh, the butlers were getting ready to retire at, and so he bought it into this ranch down there in Pueblo and oh, ended up 20,000 acres. He ended up by the end of the day. Oh, it smokes. Yeah, that's where he got and Wayne t- t- took over the Canadian operation. side. Yeah, Canadian I side. I see. Wow. <laughs> what else do we got to cover? I'm just trying to think here. There's so many different things. We gotta, I got to ask you. Sorry, you got something done or what no, are you thinking? No. no? Um, 
I really wanted to ask you. Well, I just we ask everybody, but I want to ask what your definition of cowboy shit is, Blair. I gotta I gotta get that on record here too. <laughs> cowboy shit. Yeah, that's what cowboys do. They're getting shit all the time. I don't mind. Like we talk about Rod, Rod Denny. and Denny. Yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> How did that relationship ever start with those guys? Well, what was, was it? In, How did it begin? Well, here that was good. It was up. I was up at the finals and uh, in Edmonton. In Edmonton. And, was it at uh, Donnie's Coors Suite? No, <laughs> it wasn't. I I just said to Dwayne, I said, uh, I, I got to meet these hay boys. And I said, I was rolling pretty good over there. And the they air. were Wrangler guys. Because I didn't mention it yet either, but but Dwayne has been a Wrangler rep for yeah. 39 years. Yeah. 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 Long time. So, so you would have been part of getting those guys on the team at some point, I would imagine. Well, I just, yeah. Jeff too? Yeah. Okay. No, they they were going to the NFR. And and uh, in that time, the Detbauer boys were there. Their main big competition. competition. And they had a jet. The only reason why why uh, Roddy never won the world. Yeah. Billy and Dan too. Yeah. And even Glenn got yeah. one too. But they were with Express Ranches, and they had a jet from from uh, Oklahoma. <clears throat> and I thought, if we're ever going to win the world title, I got to get these boys in my airplane. So I was down here, and I I called them, and I I I hadn't even met them yet, and I said, "You guys want this airplane? I want to sponsor. You got to wear my VJV patch and." And I said, the only thing I ask you is you bring your cattle to the market and try to get some customers up in your area, and and you got this airplane and and whatever you want. So I liked, and then Dwayne Erickson got a hold of the story, and he phoned me and he said, that's, what are you doing? He said, I'm just trying to get these boys to compete for a world title to get, I want them to go to as many rodeos as they can, and that's where they got their, they took it all over. Yeah. And then anybody they took with them, they had to just pay a part of the gas. Yeah. So they picked their truck. Man, Dan Mortensen was one of them that rode, and I think Dustin Flandro was in there. And then I, yeah. I uh, sponsored uh, Luke Butterfield Luke too. Butterfield too, and then Kelly Armstrong. I, I he was part of the team. And then at that time, I was doing chuck wagons. I had Troy Dorchester, and uh, and so I had quite a Whole bit going crew. on. Yeah, I did spots. I did a lot of sponsorship at that time, but it yeah. was worked out good. I got. It was it was good for the business because I got a lot of customers out of it. People of, seeing that and they brought their cattle. Yeah, a lot of rodeo guys in the cattle business too. So yes, there was, and they they wore that huh. VJV patch on you, the shops and the vest forever. Yeah, 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 they did, and they were they were good. And I've been friends with them ever since. And then of course, of course, the young boys coming up. I know Dawson very well. I got him a sponsor with Rod McWilliam and Logan. He bought him a van. And, uh, the big sprinter van kind yeah, of thing, yeah. yeah the rodeo yeah, van. Yeah. That's so, kind of different now. The guy, the guys, those guys rodeo and they probably fly a lot of commercial. Yeah. But uh, but Dawson's kind of spent a lot of time. Didn't he marry a girl from California? Yeah, he married a gal, nice gal yeah. from California. They just had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think they called it Honey Hay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. The so how long was that uh, sponsorship for with those guys? Oh, I don't actually know the timelines. I, I think till Roddy broke his leg in Innisfail. Twenty ten. Yeah, it was that long. So first, ten that's years. where I filled my card that same day. Yeah, it was probably a 10-year run with them guys. 10 years. Yeah. Huh. And because and, and, Roddy was first in the world that year, and he totally demolished his, his yeah. leg. Like, it was a right yeah. total write-off. Yeah. I don't know if he even st- walks right still after that. It was an awful break. He's got it fixed, He's got it fixed now. Yeah. It but it took a couple times, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. took a couple surgeries. Yeah. Took, no, he took two or three I thought he was going to win the world, one yeah. of them. Well, he was fir- and he was first that year, too, at yeah. 2010. Like, just... And he made the NFR twenty times. He made it that year, and he got hurt in June. It's yeah. a tw- it's a the season's over at the end of September. He was first, and he still made it in June. But yeah. 
Well, that was the that was the end of it then. So mm. it was a good good run though. Good run. Good got good good friends with them. Went up to Denny's wedding. Yeah. And uh, that was probably no fun. Well, they come in with the <laughs> they come over the hill with the groomsmen riding horses, shooting guns. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little wild in Wildwood, I guess. Yeah. Eh? Oh, yeah. At Fred's house, Fred and Sharon's. Holy. And is that Wildwood or Marathorpe? I forget. Yeah, They're yeah, up there. That was at Marathorpe. Yeah. That was yeah, Marathorpe. Sure. Denny's Marathorpe Broads Wildwood, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Fun time. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know what else to get at here. There's probably lots more we could get to, but. Well, yeah, there's lots of good stories out of Pinocchio, but. Right. But so, only so many you're allowed to tell. Well, no, it's good. It's it's good to see how it's grown and still continues to grow and be part of the organization. I I'm just very proud of it. So, and it's going to be get better, as we, as you know. It just we just keep growing, and I look, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen when you turn 100 years. We're at 87 now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So 2036. Yeah, 2036 because uh, 1936. So. Yeah. So what's it, what's uh, what do you hope to see happen in the next uh, in in that first hundred years? Like what what else do you want to see, or what's your? I just don't like. I don't want to see us change too much more. I, yeah. I like to see, you know, we, we've grown the sport. I know there's lots of changes coming down the pipe, but I I just like to see us keep it the, the kind of the western roots we have been, and uh, keep to our roots, and uh, you know, just just grow the show with prize money, and and I know our fan base is going to be always growing and good so I, I i think with the it's more gets televised i think i'm excited about rodeo now right now with the way it's on the television it's it's getting a lot more fans it brings a lot more fans i noticed our fans since COVID has you know just been a, i don't know if they were shut down for so long or but people just just wanting to do some cheap entertainment it's not what i call real cheap but it's very affordable entertainment for the family you know Right now, rodeo is the best bang for your buck. You know, when you go true, to, yeah. like, you're not paying $14 beers, you're not yeah, paying true. $240 yeah. tickets or 150 You know, you go to the, the, the Pinocas, the Strathmores, the uh, Sundries, the uh, Wainwrights, mm-hmm. and, and free parking, free free camping. Yeah, true, eh? You know, you, you think about it. It's Cheap right now still. for a family and event. And plus, the other thing is, is you're right there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to walk. 10 miles, True. you know, and you're right there and you're getting dirt on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you can't be any closer unless you're competing. Yeah. So, you know, the sport of rodeo is, is the best value for your buck right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that, you know, in 100 years, your anniversary, I bet we're, we'll probably be, you know, maybe double in our purse by yeah. then. Maybe be and, a million dollar rodeo on its own. Yeah. And so that's, Excited to look them guys riding for a lot of money. So that's a good future for for, for the young young cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. It's just a, it's, it looks exciting out there. So. Well, there there's a not to single anybody out, but there's some rodeos that haven't increased their prize money in quite a while, and you guys have done it a few times in the last last few years. So I commend Pinoca for for striving to improve and and continue continuing to to up the ante and and make things better so i'm 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 happy to see what you all have done in pinocchio and i'm happy to be a part of it now it's good to have you on board it's been it's been good and we've had you know we've had uh 
we've had the same announcers for quite a while and we we're, and yeah. uh and they work great together and good team and of course ash cooper's been there for a long time long too. time yeah yeah and he's part of it and you know it's it's a like you say it's a well-oiled machine and it runs good mm-hmm. yeah. anything else you want to add add blair no it's just good to invite me on this show oh, i never thanks for never been it. on a podcast before <laughs> especially with his coconuts yeah. <laughs> hey blair's famous line good job good job good job good job good to be part of this uh group right here and have me on i'll look forward to listening to it awesome thank yeah. you thanks Dwayne, for being part of this this morning too thank you teddy yeah it's thanks fun. for having us yeah. donnie thank you for driving us over here too <laughs> you're welcome ted <laughs> parking you. job was a little suspect yeah. but uh but blair thanks for uh thanks for having us at the, at the place here today and thanks for doing this i enjoyed the the stories and the visit and yeah uh, I'm gonna have to ask Don, uh, uh, Rod, and Denny a bit more about some of these stories here. I wonder, I wonder how much how much it cost you over the years to sponsor these guys. Like, I can't imagine setting them up with a plane like that. a flight like that is just unbelievable. What do you got over there, Dwayne? I don't. Like I don't like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they. I can't imagine though. Like giving a guy a plane that's got to be a hundred thousand well, dollars. Whatever. It was well worth it. It was well, worth it. Well worth it. I enjoyed it. And got, oh man. Got to meet a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and travel along with those guys. And then Dwayne, didn't Dwayne go along with them in the plane one time too, or was that driving? Dwayne Erickson. Uh, he could have. He might have. Yeah, I think he did jump in the plane. Yeah, he did. Yeah. A, yeah. I had a film crew follow him around once. Yeah. And they they were riding with him too out of Pinocchio and yeah. followed him around that week. Cowboy Christmas week. Yeah. Yeah. And they were winning. They were winning in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they got the right horse, that Danny and Roddy, they were. Especially Denny, he was either ninety or he's bucked off. Yeah, similar to kind of Dawson, hey. Yeah. Kind of, I want to say like Dawson kind of is following that that a little bit. Yeah. But but Kane, what about Denny? I don't, I haven't heard about Denny's kids. Do they do they, do they have kids? Like, cause I think they got all girls. Oh, they had yeah, all girls. All they girls. didn't have any Bronkriders. Five girls. Five girls. Five girls. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah. Not no uh, none of the Bronkriders out of that deal. No. Interesting. No, but they have got one young hay coming up now. De- Devin, right? The youngest uh, Devin. one. Devin. Devin, yeah. And they say he's he's, he's going to be good too. He's not very tall, but he's yeah. They say you got to put that saddle right up in the shoulders because he can't spur can't him reach out. him spur him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, thanks for doing this, though, Blair, and, yeah. and thanks, Donnie and Dwayne. This was a lot of fun to catch up, and we'll uh, have a good rest of the winter. Okay, thank you. Book of tea time, Ted. Hands are shaking, hands are aching. Mm-hmm. Head is pounding, the back is breaking. The more they're taking, I'm broken down, there's no mistaking, there's no time now for goodness saking. I'm a simple man, but I'm hard to please. Don't mind you making it hard for me. Well, I appreciate Blair and the Pinocchio Stampede letting us share the big news, the increased prize money that they'll pay out almost a million dollars at the Pinocchio Stampede this year. And if you count like some of the other activities they have on the go and the you know the the greatest horsemen like blair mentioned and and all the events of the ag ag center uh, a few other things like pretty major for you know pinocchio we were kind of we were guessing before like what are they going to do are they going to pay fifty five thousand for the shootout winner just to be more than calgary i don't know like but then somebody else actually the other day uh um they mentioned they don't know if calgary's going to bring back the hundred thousand ever they don't know they don't know if they need to like I, i'm kind of curious i hope that they would but Cowboys are going to go there anyways, I'm thinking. And they, you know, and they're already one of the biggest. So it's kind of 
bit of a catch 22, but I, I hope they'd bring it back to a hundred thousand. If, if they add more money and they're not going to put it to the 50, it'd be good to see. I mean, maybe more people get more chances to win a little more, but I mean, the hundred thousand is pretty iconic. So it'd be nice to get it back, but uh, it's cool to see rodeos like Pinocchio. Um, get, Stepping get up. Yeah, it's huge. Well, even, even tonight. So Sage Kimsey has, has one of the ride, one ride going, uh, and he's the only guy to ride until the last guy goes. So Kai Hamilton, uh, stays on and they split the pot but if sage was the only guy to ride he would have won ninety nine thousand dollars us right unbelievable right and, and so and sage is still two hundred thousand dollars behind kai like it was a huge lead that stetson had before the finals let alone kai coming in there and now being number one and you know probably going to be the world world champion but with that ground money counting i've talked about it here before i think it's not right that it counts but uh holy shit that's a lot of dough I heard I heard Donnie Gay say on the broadcast saying it's it's unearned money. I think yeah. is the term he used. Kinda, but kinda not. But <laughs> he said they were talking about how they uh they put that rule in so people could catch Sage all those years. And Sage oh, was really, really mad Sage he said Sage was really mad when they put in the rule for the ground money counting, but he's probably glad it's in there now after that one tonight. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean it it counts still in your pocket, but I I I still go back to the argument that I think that it's uh allows for the potential of cheating because if one guy could make a hundred grand and have it all count, then it just allows the opportunity. If somebody wants to like, you know, uh, sabotage everybody and put a, you know, I don't know how easily you could do it, but, but I mean, it just, it just allows people throw it or what? No, just like, like if a guy sabotaged everybody else, like put like soap on the rope. So their hands just slipped out of their ropes the whole time. Right, like you could sounds totally like plot, sounds like a plot to like a Disney villain Disney movie, movie right? right? I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just think it's not. Uh, I don't like it, but I mean, I mean, Jared won the equivalent of fifty thousand Canadian because of ground money the other night, and well, and they still get it. Like, I don't disagree with the with the with ground money, and, and it, I just don't think it. Yeah, I don't don't think it adds any value to to count it towards the standings. That's just I, just what I'm thinking. It kind of really skews all those numbers and what actually counts or doesn't count. So. Anyways, man, been a fun week though. Uh, to be down in Vegas, got uh, hooked up with Sylvan Bourgeois and BJ Prince too. We had a had a golf match with Dale Yergin actually, Garrett Yergin's dad. He he was a big part of the IPRA, and I think he sold it at uh, some point recently. But uh, we had a fun golf game on the like on the thir- Thursday maybe. Yeah, Thursday and then Friday went to Cody Johnson's golf tournament. So Jeff Chadwick texts me, he's like, "Hey, I think I got a spot for you for this tournament." So David Sharp and I. I don't know if you, I think you met David maybe at the CFR, Dustin, but uh, we got to golf at Cody's tournament. And then we, I almost hit Cody with with a golf ball twice in the same round. He, Were you behind he, him or what? No, he was, uh, he was cruising around and kind of like going backwards on the course the whole time, like seeing everybody and saying hello and checking in and whatnot. So he met everybody that was at the tournament, which I thought was super cool. So, but I didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. And I had never been to this tournament before, but I kind of pushed one off to the right, but like kind of had some decent, juice on it and it like i yet we all yelled four like all four of us at the same time but it kind of like landed in this little progression of golf carts that he had like he had a whole crew of people like there was one girl from uh resist all i think and then a whole uh whole crew of like his whole entourage and uh we yelled four and it like landed like real close to everybody so i get up there and talk with him a bit i'm like man sorry like didn't mean that i wasn't trying to hit you guys or whatever we had a good chat and man super nice dude but i got a question for you dustin so 
Um, I kind of like I kind of skipped the rest of the hold to be able to visit with him because I was like I've I've wanted to have the guy on the show for a long time, right? And yeah. and uh, and I was like, man, I'd love to have you in the show. We have the have the show called Cowboy Shit. And then David took one of my like one of the golf balls that has Cowboy Shit on it and gave it to him and his manager. But he introduced his manager, and I haven't I haven't fact checked checked this yet, but I think it could make a good story. But his uh, his manager he introduced me to him, and he's like, yeah, this is Noe. And the and the guy's name is Noe. Like as far as I can tell on my text messages, I'm pretty sure it's. Let me just look at this quick. Yeah, Noe. So so I'm wondering though if this is a code where Cody's like, oh yeah, here's my manager, and then he gives the name Noe. Like if he have, if he had a, if he was if like a, saying he's declining the interview, he's like, no, yeah, here's Noe. And then the guy gives his name as Noe, and it's like a big fake, like maybe it's like what celebrities use to deflect yeah, interviews alien. they don't want. Right? Where if it was like he met, like if he was at the golf course, like you were telling me about earlier, and he he met somebody and he's like, Yeah, this is my uh this is my uh my my manager, his name's uh Yesum or something, you know. Maybe it maybe it's like a whole maybe it's a code or it's yeah, uh it's the one, there's like a word for the ones you wanna pursue and the ones you don't, right? right? Like and I got, I might've, I'm pretty sure I got the no, unless, unless no, he's a real name. I haven't confirmed this yet, but I have a feeling that I might've got, uh, politely declined with a fake number. Don't know yet. Haven't got a reply yet. If, uh, if you get faked by Cody Johnson, that's also a good story. So, <laughs> so we'll see if any of his people are listening and, uh, well, can, I was out in the Vegas national checks you back. <laughs> yeah. At the Las Vegas national. So we were talking earlier and you, uh, and yeah, I got to say thanks to Jeff for for having me. It was a lot of fun, great tournament. We weren't even close to winning, but that's not the point with those things. Uh, great goodie bag, though. We'll tell you that. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Got some Kojo, uh, um, what do you call it? Kojo cologne. So good. Oh. give that a little whirl because I forgot mine at home. So that's nice. Got uh, some like three sweet ball caps. What else? Some golf balls, beef jerky. A lot of good stuff in the uh, in the old golf bag. Some community coffee in Keurig K cups. That oh, was beautiful. cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, had a lot of fun at the tournament. The silent auction was a bit spendy for my uh, my blood, but uh, pretty cool, pretty cool setup over there. And that's so, and that's like a historic course because that's where Tiger yeah. Woods his first ever PGA Tour win. I think it was in like '96. I want to say. I think you're right. Yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, and it used to be like a pretty pristine course, and like was surrounded by like really elegant houses in vegas of like famous people and yeah now they probably I'm, were really uh, nice in the 90s or the 70s yeah. and 60s like the the rat pack was all there back in the day like sinatra yeah, and yeah. dean martin i think all had houses out there yeah so i remember like our our beer car girl like pointed it out to us and and uh was that the course were we golfing there when there was a girl playing like the violin or something was that and she there? wrote a song about gator no that was the yeah. other one that we went to the Caesars course that was like, oh, yeah. it yeah. was North yeah. and uh, it was North and East a little bit off the strip. I forget. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the national though. I know that. I remember that. Red Rose or something. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. But okay. You had another story. Cause uh, uh, you and Ian were golfing at Cascada, which was where, cause so, the, so for those who don't know, the Cody Johnson tournament is kind of a, a bit of a, what do you call it? It's, it's, it used to be the George Strait is what, I, what we're getting at here. And then George Strait used to be at a, a course called Cascada. So now Wrangler's got a... Pardon? Which is up in the mountains east yeah. of Vegas. Or, yeah, and yeah. it's far. So like, kind of by Henderson, isn't it? Like, 
Yeah. Remember, it's funny because Keenan Vine just told me about this. And he's Keenan was like, Yeah, we were we were at Cascada and I looked it up and it's five hundred dollars US around to play golf there. But uh apparently there's water and the, a creek that run down runs down the whole course and through like the, all the golf holes, apparently, maybe is that legit or not? Or is yeah, and then it, and then it run, and then it runs down under the through the clubhouse. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful. There's like a little stone bridge and it runs through the clubhouse down to the locker like it's, it's gorgeous at cascada yeah it's really nice and, but you and your your uncle ian played there one time yeah so we went there uh back we, in your high roller days with the with caesars yeah we got blitzed up in laughlin the night before <laughs> uh, caesar's palace i think it's a i think it's a caesar's palace or a harris or something in uh on the river in laughlin then we we pinned her to to uh, cascada in the mountains and yeah, it's like beautiful course, 500 bucks around and you get a caddy and the whole works. But when you get there, you get your own individual locker. It's like this beautiful wood locker room. Like it's really fancy. And they put your name on a nameplate on your, on your locker stall. So I walk in and I'm got my Dustin Edwards locker and I look over to the left and the name on the locker beside mine's Morgan Freeman. And I'm like, Holy shit. And then I look up and the one above it is Robert De Niro and then the one beside that is uh, Rob Reiner, who's a famous director. And there was one more, Michael Douglas. I think that's who it was. No way. So, so I'm like, holy shit, this is pretty cool. So we take our clubs up and we're with our caddy. And I'm like, hey, I seen on the lockers like Morgan Freeman and Robert De Niro. And he goes, yeah, he goes, they're out in front of you guys. He goes, they, uh, they, bought, the, they bought the tea time in front of them and the tea time behind them. So that they didn't have anyone around him. He goes, they're in Vegas filming a movie. So they were they were a couple of groups in front of us. And and uh so when we got back from our round, um I peeled all their names off their lockers, the little nameplates, and stole them and kept <laughs> them with me. And they were actually there filming a movie Las Vegas. Have you ever seen that movie with Morgan Freeman? And no way. And, uh, and so it was pretty cool. And and also on the course that day, there was this group on the other side of us. And there were these Chinese guys and they were calling them Chinese whales. Like you said, they were like super rich guests of the casino and they were using, they were using gold plated irons. What? So rich. And we watched one of them go into like the rocks in the desert. Like there's, oh, there's no, no way. Fairway and, fairway and rocks. And this guy's in the rocks with these gold plated clubs, just hacking at the, like is insane. No way. <laughs> And oh uh, it, was pretty, it was a pretty cool experience. Our caddy, like two days before, had caddied for like George Lopez, the comedian out there, and like really pretty pretty wild. But yeah, it was pretty cool to see to see uh, De Niro and Douglas and Morgan Freeman but, out of us. But you didn't see him, and then when they got back to the clubhouse, they couldn't find their shit because you stole their names off their lockers. Yeah, I think yeah. if I remember, Ian even opened up one of the lockers. It wasn't locked, and there was like some shit in there. He was rooting through it and. No way. Him, but, um, we seen them on the course, but we never we never got close enough to like see them or anything. I guess they bought those tea times to give themselves space from everybody. But it was uh, it was still still pretty damn cool to see them out there. Dang, that's cool. Uh, yeah. man, Vegas. What a bunch of fun stories in Vegas, hey? Well, and this week we're we're heading back over there to see uh to we got a couple things back on the go over there. So blew it. did they lot did they lose the game? They were up five three, and uh, Colorado scored four goals in four minutes. One, one six five or seven five. Six five. It looks like I don't think they got an empty netter, but 
I okay. said you're heading back to Vegas. I cut you off with the hockey score. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, heading back up there, and then we'll be back home in a little bit. So maybe we'll see you when we're back. And uh, yeah, thanks, Dustin. Yeah, man. Excited. Uh, excited to see you guys back. Excited to see this NFR finish and yeah. see what kind of storylines we can talk about next podcast from uh, from the wrap of the NFR. Hopefully, it's awesome. But once again, thanks to the crew. Uh, thanks to Dwayne Robinson. Donnie Johansson, Blair Vold, the whole crew from the Pinoca Stampede, Amber Swedgen, uh, the whole board of directors, uh, Jason Rick Klein, Bruce Harbin, Rick Wiersba, uh, the whole crew up there, the Butterfields, the Joneses, they uh, those guys are doing a heck of a job. Kudos to them for for upping the ante again, adding some more prize money up for the Cowboys. It should almost be, you know, just it should almost be a thing where every every rodeo has a bit of a, a boost. Like they should kind of go up at some point. There shouldn't be a rodeo pay three thousand dollars now that did the same thing thirty five years ago. In my opinion, I know it's a committee thing that uh, it's already hard to have. You know, it's already hard to have a rodeo for a lot of folks. But we got to keep up with inflation here, and we got to kind of keep keep moving the bar. But I know I know it's tough out there, and I know I know it's really not possible at times or not a priority at times. So. So I get it, but I I just feel for the contestants when the money doesn't go up. So kudos to Pinoca for making the money go up, even though they don't have to. So good work. It's uh, it's appreciated by all the all the contestants for sure. Absolutely. But once again, thanks for listening. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate you doing the show here, and uh, thanks to our editor Sean Morton. Every time making it sound good. Appreciate it all. We'll uh, we'll see you all again in a couple of weeks. Thanks again.